A dramatic pause says something without saying anything at all. Feet deserve a go-to like that. Like Hey Do Choose. Light, comfy, good to go to. A shadow is spreading over Hershey Park Halloween every evening. Dark Nights is only open through October 30th. Experience four spine-tingling haunted houses, three scare zones throughout the park, and 13 hair-raising coasters. Think you're ready? Find out this weekend if you dare. to another edition of the Hammerlock Hangover. I am Steven. I'm joined, as usual, by my podcast tag team partner, Jeff. Jeff, how are you? This is episode 101, or 1.1, 100.1, whatever you want to call it. Happy 100, happy centennial, Jeff, formally. I know last week you were joined by uh, the precocious Jimmy T, and... um, and we will drop that episode along with this episode. Um, but um, how you doing? And how how is it hanging? Oh, look who's back. I see That's how right. it is. So, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, and that episode was dropped. If you were on the Wrestling Soup Network, you, you've already heard it. Or if you were on the PWC, you already heard it. Um, Sorry, we call that an exclusive. Else. A Wrestling Soup Network, PWC Network exclusive. Exclusives, yeah. Wow. Um, so, yeah, apparently Steve and I have reconciled and we've gone back together. And, you know, <laughs> cue the second time around. Uh, he's going to probably go back to boring music. Music at the beginning and bad jokes and Moxley rants, which she's going to have plenty of this week. That's for sure. Oh, for um, real, for real, for real, for show. So, um, boy, I should never do that again. Um, yeah, it's fine. The hundredth episode was, was fine. It was mostly me. Uh, I wasn't really very prepared um, for it, but we muddled through it, and now we embark on our sec- second uh, century. Well, you know, um, since I wasn't here, we weren't able to play all the many uh, the uh, celebration uh, phone calls, those voicemails that we called, we got in, wishing us a happy hundred. I'm going to play one of them for you right now. It's from, you know, a, a guy, a legend. Wow. In professional wrestling. Yeah. That's how we got some excited. respect. I hope you're um, excited to hear this one. I, I, when Was I it heard Drew this Yari? Because I got a message from Drew Yari. It was not from Drew Yari. Ooh. We should have Drew Yari on, but no, bigger? not that one. Bigger than Drew Yari? Bigger, bigger than Drew Yari. Imagine Jeez. that. Here, here it is. Okay. How's it going, brother? It's, the, it's HH. Just want to wish Steve and Jeff a very happy uh, 100 episode. Because I know they're my Hulkamaniacs. And, you know, uh, I'm just uh, hanging 10 over here and Venice Beach. Oh, thanks, Hulkster. Another. That's right. He's in Florida now. What? I think. No, I'm not, Jeff. I'm over oh. in Venice Beach. I'm Muscle oh, Beach. This is <laughs> it is. Oh, so I forgot it's supposed to be a voicemail. Oh, sorry. All right. Happy right. 100, guys. Hulkamania. Well, from one HH to another, thank you, brother. There you go. Amazing. We got Hulk Hogan calling in. That's. Wild. We're going to get more people calling in as, as the show progresses. Will the next call be Terry Bollea? 
It might actually, it might be his wife asking for, for, for half. Okay. Well, she deserves so, it. So Jeff, we had a lot of stuff happen in the last two weeks. Obviously you and I have his ex-wife than mine. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't spoken in quite some time. And so there's a lot to kind of touch upon. And, and I want to say thank you to the, the hammerlock hangover listeners. Um, our last episode, Fall Brawl, before the one you did with um, Jimmy T, was um, one of our highest rated uh, and highest listened to episodes that we've dropped so far. So thank you for listening to that. And, and I hope Six. everybody agreed with um, me and uh, siding with CM Punk because CM Punk is the right one in this uh, entire fiasco. Um, and if you think otherwise, then you're wrong. So let's start with CM Punk. We got lots to talk about. We got to talk about CM Punk, AW Grand Slam, Moxley as a joke champion three times, um, why Daniel Bryan doesn't want to be the champion, the AEW champion, and everything else in wrestling, and Roman Reigns and Logan Paul. We've got to talk about that. So, Jeff, let's start it with CM Punk. This week, we learned quietly after uh, AEW Dynamite aired, that CM Punk might not be returning to AEW. Does this news shock you? No, this this has been widely speculated by me, and I'm wide. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, the, the, I mean, this it, it doesn't shock me. I mean, it's not even shocking me that it's gotten out. I, I mean, I'm not accepting it as 100% accurate, and I'm sure there's going to be lengthy negotiations, but, you know, as I tweeted, this would be the closest thing to actual real sports that we've gotten in wrestling because bad contracts being bought out happen all the time in sports. You have a coach, it doesn't work out, or a GM, you fire them. They've got four more years on the contract. You pay them that contract. They get hired by uh, you know the, the Los Angeles uh, Rams or whatever, and that and uh, they don't get that amount. You know, they're, they're, it gets mitigated the, the loss amount. But uh, and you know, uh, or you buy out the contract by paying a bulk amount up front for a lesser amount and that happens. So looks like that might be happening here. I've heard all sorts of numbers thrown all over the place that he gets two to 3 million a year. It's guaranteed. He gets 7 million a year. Uh, I don't know. I, you know, I don't know what the, the size of his contract is. Um, I don't know if we'll ever really know for sure. And a lot of these things are incentive and bonus laden, but yeah, no, it doesn't surprise me. The only thing I'm not surprised. The only thing I am surprised about is that we haven't heard anything about Ace Steel being canned, shit canned. Uh, he's probably getting a severance and an NDA. And um, but but is that news? Is is Ace Steel getting shit canned really news? Like I don't think that's newsworthy. Is it surprising though? Is it news? Of course it's news because it's involved. I mean, Ace Steel getting released by a wrestling company would not be news in in any other context. I mean, I dare say most people didn't hear about Ace Steel's, Ace Steel's name until three weeks ago, or if they did, they had forgotten it 15 years ago or whatever the case is. Right, is, Jeff. Like, that's what that's my point is nobody nobody gave a fuck about Ace Steel up until he grabbed the contract from the middle of the ring and then ran it back to CM Punk. Nobody gave a shit. I get it, but it's, it's news. It's, it's like on Twitter when people say, when like Tony Khan or Triple H makes an announcement and the quote, dirt sheets, unquote, reported as breaking news. They say, that's not news. He made an announcement. Well, that doesn't mean it's not news. I mean, if the president of the United States goes on air and, and gives a speech, it's still breaking news what he said. I mean, I, I mean, I don't think I think people are so ready to shit on things. No, I mean, listen, 
Ace Steel being released would be less noteworthy than Pack Buck being released a few months ago, except the context. The context is the biggest scrum uh, since the Montreal screw job in, in backstage wrestling. So, I mean, so yes, it's news, but I mean, does it merit you and I talking about it more? No, of course not. But uh, will it be interesting? It's just interesting to find out what's going on. It would be nice to know what the status of the EVPs are and, you know, if there's a suspension, what the suspension length is, if there's fines, um, you know, you know, I'm sure Tony wants to have some sort of surprise return or whatever. He's, he prefers surprises to promotion, which is fine in wrestling, though. I, I took issue with the fact that he's got all these rappers and, and quasi celebrities on his shows. And he's not promoting that stuff in advance. Cause that seems silly. You, you hire, you pay these people money to come on your shows for the purposes of getting their fans to tune in. And if <laughs> they don't know, they're not going to tune in. It's, it's, it, 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 it's bizarre. It, it's it, to, to me, his whole concept. I mean, f- forget the fact that, that, you know, action Bronson, apparently it's not that big a celebrity and Trina <laughs> hasn't been a big deal in 15 or 20 years. Uh, you know, Anyway. Uh, hold up. Can, can we stay with Action Bronson for a second? We absolutely can. I, I, I loved that you were tweeting about Action Bronson a couple weeks ago when he was on AEW. And <laughs> and I, you didn't realize that he was a rapper. You thought he was an indie wrestler. No, looks like an indie wrestler to me. Uh, <laughs> and, and by the way, I watched Rampage last night and he came down rapping. He sucks at rapping. I mean, he's no better than like people I know. However, he wasn't bad at wrestling. So it's funny. I said Action Bronson sucks, and that's all I that's all I tweeted. So if people didn't actually cross reference the time of the tweet with what was happening on TV, they think I was talking about his wrestling. So no, actually, I should have I should have I thought about tweeting that he's actually not bad in the ring. I mean, he didn't do a lot, but that's fine. He was actually better in the ring than he is at rapping. Um, so I don't know. Good news, bad news, I guess. <laughs> but yeah. he's like not a major celebrity. Trina's not a major celebrity. I don't know that Fabulous or DJ Lowe are. Um, on one of the PWC networks, they played a video of his. They're like, you've heard this song. I'm like, I've never heard the song, but you know what? I kind of <laughs> like it. Um, listen, it's not about me. It's, it, it, it's I mean, that 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 act is not for fifty three year old suburban white guy. That act is for you know forty five year old and below male anywhere else. Uh, Trina may be the same, maybe to attract to, to to women. I mean, they're not for me. That doesn't mean they're not celebrities just because I haven't heard of them. That that that's not that's not the point. Jeff knows that he's you know out of touch with pop culture and happily about it. Proud to say I did not follow the Johnny Depp Amber Heard thing. Proud to say I continuously forget who Ezra Miller's, Miller's name is. Proud to say I don't know what's going on with Adam Just Levine. I know something's going on with Adam Levine. And there's some sketch, uh, sex scandal with someone with the name Umu or Umo. Don't know who that is either. Don't care. This is not about me being in touch. What I'm saying is if these people are, in fact, celebrities and they're going to be on your show, you promote it in advance so people who are interested in that show – Tune in, like Logan Paul. You couldn't have missed it, even if you were living under a rock in Borneo, that Logan Paul was going to be on WWE. To So that Logan Paul fans who don't watch WWE will tune in to watch Logan Paul. That's all I'm saying. I don't know if these, these folks would bring in 
five people, 5,000, 500,000, a mil. I have no idea. But if you pay them to be on the show and make no mistake, they were paid to be on the show, not to sell their old albums or, or downloads. They're paid to be their appearance fees. Action Bronson even had a contract, no bump. You promote it. That, that's all I'm saying. And Action Bronson at least got some promotion, you know, from from the time they first introduced themselves. So the Action Bronson one really isn't a criticism uh, of that. It's more like West Side Gun appearing. Twi- what West Side Gun? I heard of. I I don't know any of the songs, but I know who West Side Gun is. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, you promote that in advance, and twice they did it now, where he's he's on their shows and don't promote it in advance. Wow. I didn't. I, we took a serious left turn there, where you were talking about rap. It's just, just do that every about, episode. It's about promotions, and like Veda Scott, who listen. I like Veda Scott TV, but let, let's face it in the, in the world of professional wrestling, she's a C or D level celebrity in the professional wrestling, world, and she's saying, "Huh, why do you type who instead of researching who that person is and see because they have a million followers." No, Veda. No, this is why you're a D-level celebrity. It's because it's promotion. You promote in advance to get people to tune in. There's no buzz after the fact if there's no continuing storyline. Like Action Bronson. You didn't announce him in advance necessarily, but once you did, there's a continuing storyline. His story was about five weeks long or however long it built to, to this match. That's no, fine. Nobody gives a shit about Action Bronson being on AEW. Action Bronson is not bringing in any any new eyes to, to AEW. True. If anything, he's getting more eyes watching a getting AEW fans to tune into his music. Listen, we've already established. I have no idea. I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, the point it is, is like a celebrity you promote in advance. And they did, in fact, what they did with Action Bronson was fan regardless. Fine. Was regardless of how big a star he is or isn't. Westside Gun's a bigger star. This other DJ guy, I, I guess, is a bigger star. Trina, I guess, is a bigger star. Fab, fabulous or whatever is that? Fabulous. A bigger star. Fabulous. You promote that in advance so their fans will tune in. Yeah, never maybe heard, Action Bronson will sell. You've never heard Fabulous, uh, any rap album where know, he spells maybe. out his name? F-A-B-O-L-O-U-S? No? Name means nothing to me. That doesn't mean that I haven't heard songs moved in. Listen, I know for about five or five to seven years, no rapper except for like Jay-Z and, and Kanye West were putting out individual songs. I know there was like four or five people on every single song. So certainly I heard, heard some of those songs. I, 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 I listen to, you know, I, I mean, but nothing that it's made of my, like, I know who Dr. Dre is. I know who Nas is. I didn't know who little Nas is until the commercials. I wish I didn't. Um, like I know people who make it into the mainstream again. It's not for me. I, you know, I, 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 I would I would fit in just as well with the West Redneck te- the West Texas Rednecks as I would with a rap group, but I, I, I largely adhere to rap as crap. I, I don't like most rap. Wow, I just love the idea that you just thought Action Bronson was an indie wrestler before. That's a rap. What he looks like he looked like a you know some guy that would have been in like CZW or House of Glory for fifteen years wrestling with Homicide and Eddie Kingston for a while and and <laughs> and was friends with Taz. I mean, look look like he could have been a, Taz's brother. He's going to show up on a House of Glory show. Maybe now. I mean, he's he's a better wrestler than he is a rapper. So sure, why not? Maybe have a career renaissance. Jeff, let's get back to CM Punk. You know, CM Punk, if the rumors are indeed true that he's leaving AEW quietly, has, you know, they're working on a buyout. 
this is major trouble for AEW. Like, this man single-handedly brought in their biggest gate, single-handedly brought in their biggest ratings, and now, because Tony Khan has no backbone and is siding with the elite, he's letting his biggest meal ticket walk out the door. This is business stupidity by Tony Khan. How how do you side with this guy's the draw? How are you siding with the other guys, with the elite? Omega isn't do- doing anything. He can't draw. You saw this a couple weeks ago. We do- talked about it. This guy's not drawing any numbers. He's losing numbers. Same with the Bucks. They're losing numbers. CM Punk is the bona fide star of AEW. How do you not fucking Make this guy happy and let these other clowns take a hike. I'd love to disagree with you on this, but I actually don't. And I know everyone's going to say, well, Jeff, you always say the Randy Oss, the Randy Moss rule or the Terrell Owens rule where your best player sometimes is your worst teammate. But this isn't really a team sport. This is a TV show with stars. So stars do get treated differently. The only thing I'll say in defense of this is CM Punk had won the title once, got injured twice, and he's not getting any younger. So maybe Tony Khan's made the calculated decision that I will stand with my guys in the original, but in the back of his mind, he's saying he's going to be 43 when he comes back. And, you know, his shoulder, his tricep is torn. His shoulder wasn't working. His foot's been broken. Um, and, he, and he embarrassed me. And so maybe it's just time to cut ties. And, you know, you know, the people from Discovery don't like him. That, you know, Banana told us that the executives from Discovery actually found him obnoxious and, and really disliked him and didn't want him to be the face of the brand. Um, again, I, you know, I can't verify, but that's what that's what Banana told us. And he seems to have a pretty uh, well-placed source. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as far as star power is concerned, you're right. CM Punk is the only wrestler that's bringing them, brought them a sustained increase of viewers. It's about 150,000. That's not nothing when you're trying to get to a million. That's 15% from one person. Uh, and sometimes it was more than that. So I, I guess I agree with you, but there's never a better time to do it now. So I, I am sympathetic to t- whatever he had to do. It was a hard choice. And and I'm sort of proud of the decision he made, but I understand your position. You're you're proud of the decision he made. This guy didn't I, do it. He didn't make a decision until like two weeks later, Jeff. It's okay. I, I didn't think he could make a decision at all. This guy can barely decide whether he wants to comb his hair or not. This That's can... why I'm proud of him. Exactly. I agree. <laughs> I, I believe he's a man child and he made an adult choice and a hard one. For the reasons you stated, it, it was a hard one. This was the. This wasn't a hard choice. This was the wrong choice, Jeff. We're going to look back at this. It, it depends uh, if you uh, care uh, about the locker room or sustained viewership. He, he, you're saying he should care about sustained viewership. I, I agree he with you. Care about the fucking business, Jeff. I agree. How your meal ticket just walked out the fucking door because you sided with these numbskulls, right? And so I don't understand how. He expects the ratings went down. We argued up about this on Twitter on, on Thursday, right? You thought they were going to have Grand Slam. You said 1.2. I said, I said 1.6. I thought they were going to be wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You said 1.6. It came in at 1.1, barely at 1.1. I said, yeah. it'll go down. It's going to go down. And it did. It did. Because they have no CM Punk. There's it's not no just CM Punk. It's also because people thought the whole thing was a work, and you were going to get the elite to run in. And and by the by the time you have Grand Slam, 
people had given up on that. They finally realized the it's a work crowd finally gave up. And I suspect part of the it's a work crowd gave up after after Dynamite and the, the most stubborn of them gave up after Rampage last night. And I suspect it's going to go down a lot more this week. I mean, I'm talking like I wouldn't be surprised if there was like a two to three hundred thousand plunge from the one point oh three nine they did this week. You're absolutely right. I, I agree with you. I've even said this earlier in the week. Watch. Because they lose CM Punk, they will start losing viewers to the point where NXT is going to beat them again. NXT, the trending viewership is on an upward scale. AEW is flatlining or going below a million. And and it would not surprise me this Wednesday night, you're going to see them go back down to eight or 900,000 viewers. I think because that you're right. Who do they got? They, they got? they got Moxley as the champion again? Jeff, what? This, everybody was going to be excited about Brian Danielson winning this title. And he didn't. Did they have a good match? Sure. Was it five stars, seven stars, whatever a Meltzer rating is nowadays? Not no, really. it wasn't. It was fine. It was a good match. Listen, I really enjoyed the Grand Slam Dynamite. Rampage, not as much. But for Rampage, it was good. For If I'm judging it by Rampage, it was good. If I'm judging it for uh, like a, a free pay-per-view, eh. But I, I thought Dynamite, I'm not saying the, the matches were great and I loved all the endings or whatever. But as far as a TV show, that two hours, that was a fun show. That was great. I mean, it's fun if you like uh, watching um, Barnyard Animals uh Take shit in the in the field, but I don't remember you know, saying that. This was <laughs> this is this you were obviously not watching the wrestling in in ring. Jeff Brian Danielson, I don't know if you noticed this or you put this together, but I know I put it together. The minute Moxley pinned him, one two three. Oh no, he passed out. The Again. minute the ref rang for the bell, isn't this said, like the third time they've had an ending where Brian Danielson passed out in the big match? Well, listen, he's uh, got several concussions. This is what's true. Yeah, it makes you right. It's that, real sports. Real, there you go. Real sports. Jeff, the minute the ref declares Moxley the winner, I said, mm-hmm. you know what? This confirms everything about Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan signed it with AEW for the fucking paycheck and to get back in the ring, but only part time. Daniel Bryan is a part time wrestler at this point. He doesn't want to be the AEW champion or else he would have been the AEW champion. I'm convinced this guy rather be, and there's nothing wrong with it, he'd rather be the full-time dad, husband to Bree, instead of the AEW champion. I don't, uh, maybe, I don't see anything wrong with that. I mean, all AEW work is basically part-time. So, I mean, it's perfect for him. But I, I, you know, listen. It, you might be right. I'm not saying that you're wrong, but it also may have been a reward for Moxley for being the MVP of AW, basically all of 2022 so far. But no, either way, Jeff, no, I, no, I, no, 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 no. Don't go on one of your Moxley rants right now because I know that you have one queued up. And I'm, and, you I'm, know, I'm not. This is a rant, but this is not a Moxley rant. Well, it's okay. Moxley adjacent. Jeff, we know that MJF is the next guy. He's the next man up. So whoever was winning this title essentially was the transitional champion, right? There's an MJF problem, though, because people are cheering him. And then if he becomes champion, then what? 
Like he's like, he's either got something to do something really really dastardly, or I think turn him face, which ruins it. I I don't know. I mean, listen, it's, it's a good problem to have, but Roddy Piper was never a champion for a reason because he could continue being diabolical and evil. You know, you know, MJF isn't a Ric Flair kind of heel. He's a he's more of a Roddy Rowdy Roddy Piper kind of heel. So I'm I'm not sure. Anyway, that's a. I'm not sure you're wrong about Brian. I thought that Brian was going to win. I thought they wanted to get all those yeses, yes chance going in the, New York. Jeff, that was the best cha- option right now. Like, you want a fresh champion. You, you want to make a splash. You've got all this shit, this turmoil going on. Why not pick a dependable guy like Daniel Bryan? It made perfect sense to book him as the champion, and they didn't do it. And the only reason that I can think of is that Brian wants nothing to do with the AEW championship. And you might say, hey, it's fine. It, it might make sense, Steve. But you know what? It's a problem because if he was brought in to stabilize the top tier, the top card, and this guy wants nothing to do with your main event, why are you paying him millions of dollars? Well, I've got, I've got two thought, two thoughts on that. One, I don't know that he's that dependable guy. I mean, let's not forget he was out two months with a concussion within, within his first year so maybe he's not as dependable as we think maybe he maybe tony's a little bit afraid of him just like he was with cm punk i know you can tell me well moxley already spent time in rehab and he's hurt a lot too true i mean but that's with every wrestler you can you can bet on a 35 year old more than you can bet on a 43 year old who was not allowed to wrestle for about three years um the other thing is the e it it it's a very easy solution that Daniel Bryan, it hasn't been working with him playing by the rules and being sort of this, you know, sort of ring of honor type of wrestler, you know, uh, uh, you know, sort of a tweener, but mostly a face because they had to make him a face. Just turn him heel, turn him heel. And it's a, it's a whole new attitude. So we'll see, uh, you know, having Daniel Bryan is never a bad thing. And apparently he has been, been working with some of the younger wrestlers. I haven't really seen the results play out with their performance, but these things, take time and i'm not sure how often he's working with them and you know how often he's working with you know notably he's taking an interest in in jade or they've paired jade with him and that makes sense because she is someone who looks like a star and is a star despite not being the greatest in the ring though she's she's getting better um she's definitely passable people, people give her people would want her to work you know more, more like serena d but what's serena d ever accomplished i mean she's at the apex of her career now anyway um, I mean, that's not a knock on Serena Deeb. It's just to say that your skills it, in the it, ring, as I've always said, are secondary to everything else. Right? To, it, to looking like a like star, a talking like a star, carrying yourself like a star. You just need to be okay in the ring. It sounds like a knock on Serena Deeb. <laughs> well, she's probably the best female. Replaced her with Sheeta, but Sheeta had the championship for a year, but nobody cares. Nobody remembers. No. Nobody remembers her title reign. Nobody remembers Nyla Rose's title reign. Nobody remembers Rio's title reign. Barely remember Thunder Rose's titles. I mean, honest to God, Jade's TBS title reign and Britt Baker's are the only ones that are, e- that are even in the memory. I have to stop and think that it's that Tony Storm is still a champion. Oh, and speaking of Tony Storm, guess who's on the phone? Oh, great. Oi, Jeff, it's me, T- Tony Storm. Ozzy, 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 how you doing there? Good, good, good. Yeah, thanks for calling. I was, I was, I was waiting for your call. Uh, thanks for, thanks for waiting for the hundred and first to to call in. Hey, you see my championship match, eh? 
I saw your championship match. Actually, that that was the best multi women, multi person women's match I've seen on AEW. I'm not sure if it was the best one on one match, but yeah, congratulations on your win. Um, shame about uh, Athena busting Britt Baker's nose again. Um, but yeah, Jamie Hader. They decided not to pull the the plug on the gun on the trigger on her, and that's probably a good thing in my opinion. So good good for you. But what 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 do you think of? Well, Soraya, but it's Soraya, as as she tweeted today. So what do you think of Soraya being there? I mean, I think it's all right, but... Uh, what, it was all hugged. How, how do I pronounce her name in Australian? Uh, Paige. Oh, that's right. I like that. Hey, it's Jeff, it's pretty good that, uh, you know, uh, it's lucky for uh, Britt that she didn't fall on my ass. Uh, my ass didn't fall on her face because uh, then uh, she probably, her head would have exploded. I mean, are you saying that Athena does not have an ample bottom half? Athena is a thick woman. Not as thick as mine. I don't know. I don't know, Tony. You, you, you know, your hip attack is losing some of its effect. There is there. That's not exactly an accident. You might need to start eating some more red beans and rice and some more cornbread and then maybe a little bit more pizza. Remember that oh, diet how, we talked about? How, how dare you? This that's offensive. You know, the next time I see you, I'm gonna make sure I sit on your face, and then you see how you like it. Okay, just like last time. Happy. <laughs> Wow! Yeah, I do. This is breaking news. How? How? Listen here. Before you offend me any more, there, Jeffrey, I mm-hmm. want to tell you, um, uh, happy, happy one hundred episodes to Hammerlock Hangover. It was very, very good. I like, I like laughing at your show. You boys is a very funny mm-hmm. guys. Tony, despite me half having sex in Australia, you're the only Australian woman I've ever had sex with. I don't recall that. All right, to the loo. Bye, bye, everybody. She just said she sat on my face. I mean, oral sex is sex. <laughs> she said she was going to sit on your face. Wow, this is... Like last time. A, this has been quite a show. We're finding out so much. We've got Tony Storm calling in, Hulk Hogan calling in. Who is going to be next, Jeff? I don't know. Brooke Hogan would sort of span that bridge. <laughs> um, Soraya, we were just talking about this. Soraya debuts, right, Paige? Soraya Arriva. So, Jeff, eh, do we care, Soraya, Paige? This was inevitable, I guess. We, we kind of had a feeling this was coming. The only question was when. Do we care? A little. I mean, listen, I'm happy for her. I'm glad she's working. She looks happy to be there. She got a great pop. She got a big reception, which, I mean, is really tough when people say, hey, the acoustics in that place isn't good. Well, we'll explain why, you know, the, the roof blew off when the acclaimed one and, and the roof blew off when, when Soraya got there. But, I mean, I don't know that she's cleared to wrestle. I've heard that she's not. Everyone's saying, yeah, she will wrestle. I, I, I don't know. So, I mean, you know, everyone was excited about William Regal. Is that so exciting now? I mean, everyone was excited about Stokely Hathaway. Is that so exciting now? Everyone was excited about Athena. Not me, but is that exciting now? So, I don't know. Wait and see. But, uh, listen. She has a paying job. Good for her instead of being paid to do nothing. Um, but it's very much a wait and see. And if she does wrestle, there'll be a lot of fingers crossed and, and nervous moments. No, without a doubt, Jeff. And and then so this you kind of. Um, you know what I didn't like, though, I, I'm sorry, is that when she came in, she's, she's like, this is my house now. And all of the like all five of the women, there are six if you got rebel. We're outside, huddled together, sort of like, what's going on here? 
that's where it should have ended. Instead, she invited the faces in and had a little group hug. No, I don't. I don't know. I want to know that she aligns herself as a face and that she likes some people. It's her house. Nobody should know where she stands until she wants them to. That was too early. It should have been a mystery, right? Yeah. I like it. But I mean, you know, you were going to get her. She was going to get it. She got a face pop anyway. So I guess that's. Well, doesn't mean anything. AWMGF gets a face pop. Mm, this is true. Jeff, you alluded to this while you were um, reviewing Soraya's debut. And I wanted to take a moment to discuss this because I feel the AEW fans um, are are a little. What's what's the right word that I'm looking for? Um infatuated and love drunk or just plain drunk. Um, everybody is a fucking game changer, Jeff. Everybody's a game. Uh, Soraya's a game changer. Uh, Stokely, to your point, Stokely Hathaway's a game changer. Uh, who was the guy before? Uh, to- Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that... That's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, That's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Tony Storm's a game changer. Adam Cole. Swerve. <laughs> right. Keith, Keith Lee. Lee. Keith Lee. Satnam Singh is a game changer. Everybody's a game changer. Samoa Just, Joe. <laughs> so, all of them. Just all of them. The, the Next, they're going to bring in, uh, who was the, the Buddy guy? Buddy Matthews, the, Brody King, leg. Dan Housen. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, Alistair Black, and now he's he's changed he's changed channels. But Parker Boudreau, notice you haven't seen him in weeks. Yeah. So, Jeff, what are your thoughts like? Dude, what, why is why are they like all drunk? The fans, they the fans, on on us. It's a game changer. Why you know why? I mean, we're wrestling fans. We like reruns. We don't learn from our mistakes. If we if we learned and evolved, we'd stop watching wrestling after two years because we would have seen it all. So. You know, this is what's required partially to be a wrestling fan. And, and and this is why it's funny that everyone thinks that they're a smart wrestling fan. Yeah, of course, she's not a game changer. I, I dare say that no women's wrestling is a game changer. I mean, it might be for AEW, but not on a bigger stage. Uh, but no, Soraya isn't. I mean, unless she's no, there is no unless. No, Um no, but she's not a game changer. I don't know why they think this. I mean, even if you brought in Charlotte or Sasha or Becky, it might be a game changer for two or three weeks. But, I mean, as you pointed out earlier, inarticulably, because because I just said inarticulably, so I have nothing, no standing any longer. <laughs> but uh, um, the only consistent game changer was, in fact, CM Punk, who, you know, brought in an extra 300,000 people. And after a while, 
it, it sort of faded to more like a net gain of 150 to 200,000, but that's not nothing. That's a lot. That's, that's a Roman Reigns difference. That's a Brock Lesnar difference. So he was the only consistent game changer. I mean, it wasn't the two or 3 million that everyone was telling me would happen, but it was 200,000. That, that, that's not nothing. So no, uh, I mean, unfortunately I think you're right. And, and I don't, I mean, they're running out of cards in the deck. I mean, Tony Khan could acquire NWA, Impact, you know, and New Japan and have all three of those rosters on on, on his card, and it, it wouldn't bring you more than 10,000 new viewers. That's a good point, Jeff. Let's, let's dial the uh, time machine back a couple months to Forbidden Door. Mm-hmm. That was a game changer, too. Let's not forget. Yeah. A lot of people change and, the channel. And, and how many viewers did did that publicity stunt, let's call it what it is, it's, oh, my God, New Japan is coming. And the stars of New Japan will fight the stars of AEW. Granted, it wasn't exactly what everybody envisioned because you didn't have um, uh, Okada. You didn't have a, Naito. You didn't have a lot of guys. Well, Okada was there, but it wasn't the it wasn't the top car. It wasn't the top titles versus the top titles. But it was exactly what I envisioned, which would be an exhibition show. But anyway, what what was it? What, how many did it bring? About minus two hundred thousand. Now they got them back. It wasn't permanent damage. It didn't cost them any money. They got an extra pay per view out of it, which I presume made some profit, even though you split it with New Japan and you know and all that good stuff. But uh, yeah. A, a, about negative 150 negative. I mean, it was during this time that they they had their lowest rate. They had like 736, 859 d- during that time. I mean, it was a, it was a bloody mess. Yep, yep, yep. And they do so, things. Yeah. They like started stories with like Jericho and Umino, and they just did it like when they. And this is like a minor thing, but AW does this shit all the time. Like they they cut at like a, a an angle short to have. Andrade and Roosh turn on Dragon Lee only for there to be almost no follow-up on it. Dragon Lee doesn't even work for AEW. Like, there was no reason for it, and they took time away from a show that was time-sensitive. Time I mean, they do stupid things like that. The fireball to Umino, it, it was for nothing. I mean, they, you know, that was a five-and-a-half-hour pay-per-view, and, and they had all these segments, again, introducing Roosh. That didn't need to be done on, on that pay-per-view. So... They do weird stuff. It's like they, they they have like all these YouTube shows and all this time. That to, I, I don't know. Don't get me started. And every match doesn't need to be 14 to 20 minutes. That's right. That's right. Um, we talked about game changers. Let's talk about the acclaimed. The acclaimed win the tag team championships. This is what should have been done at the pay-per-view in Chicago, but they, I guess they did it here. Thoughts on this? You know, everyone, waiting is good. Anticipation is important, and it happened. There was the payoff. Actually, the first match was better. Um, This was was fun. This was was fine. I missed the whole transistor radio kind of uh, uh, clobber to the head uh, inadvertently from Swerve to Keith Lee. Somehow I missed that. Um, No, you didn't miss it. It was botch. It was a a big old botch. Okay. That's why you missed it. 
Okay, well, that makes sense. It's, I mean, okay, good. Um, but yeah, good. I mean, you know, they don't really act like faces, so I think it's going to be weird, but people cheer anyway, and they like the claim, and I, I like the acclaimed. And, you know, then the story is natural with Billy Gunn and, you know, his kids and their new manager, so being angry. And then FTR finally announced that they're interested in, in the AEW title, so that that's good, I guess. So, um Bring it on. It's fine. And, you know, the story they've always wanted to tell. They always want to have Keith Lee versus Swerve because at its heart, AEW exists to make for big men to make little men look good. <laughs> See Satnam Singh. Um, Jeff, any other Grand Slam stuff you want to cover? Um, I mean, yeah. Jericho getting the Ring of oh, Honor championship. Yeah, I wanted to save that for last, but. Okay. Okay. Well, Pack retained, thank goodness, and he turned heel, which you know is, uh, I think that marks the end of Death Triangle because I don't think they want to make the other guys heels. So Penta should absolutely be a heel. But uh, anyway, um, but uh, you had a yeah, good, no. you 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 had a. a um, Are we including Rampage and Grand Slam? Yeah, why not? Let's just merge them two to, together because okay, you know. Yeah, but, but you, you bring up whatever you're going to bring them. You had an interesting comment about uh, what's his name, Dragon Lee, mm-hmm. on 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 your Twitter feed about the last time we saw him, everybody turned on him, and then we <laughs> and then we never saw the fucking guy again. <laughs> right. What what is what is up with that? What is? I, I I don't know. I mean, is it a show that's so brutal that they don't tolerate losing? All they do is lose, and. <laughs> And they don't respect masks. Well, we saw that with Penta and, and Phoenix. They don't respect masks. I mean, it's always been Andrade saying, I'm the modern luchador. Fuck this mask culture. And now he's trying to recruit 10 who who wears a mask and never wins anything. I mean, he looks great, but he never wins anything. I, I don't understand it. You know, I, I did a, I did like a random check on Twitter of like a, I don't follow a lot of wrestlers, just like a handful here or there. Uh, but I, I searched for a bunch of like, in my mind at random AEW wrestlers that I assumed were under contract. And most of them list that they're with AEW in some capacity. Um, Andrade doesn't, which, which was weird. Um, and then I also looked at people that I'm not so sure, like Lance Archer, who appeared last night in the Battle Royal, but I don't think he works for AEW. It's on appearance. His Twitter, nothing about AEW. Right. I looked on the Scorpio Sky, who we haven't seen or heard from in two and a half months. Nothing about AEW. I looked on the Dragon Lee, nothing about AEW. I looked on the Roosh, it's, I, I think it said AEW. Um, so it, it, obviously they've got the freedom. I mean, that never happens with WWE. They always have at WWE. Um, but most of the people in AEW have it, but apparently not all. And maybe that's an indication that Andrade isn't exactly happy. Maybe that's why Roosh was in the battle royal, not Andrade. Maybe Andrade sells the lingering injuries that people keep rumoring. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, maybe he is disgruntled. Uh, you know, there was a report which confirmed sort of what Banana and Zero News were talking about a, a month or so ago when everyone called them liars. The Malachi Black asked for his release, and apparently did and got it and that other people did and everyone's saying well you're lying and and you know now it said other wrestlers asked for their release everyone's reporting it they're not naming names still thunder rosa wants a release you're lying um you know and and uh 
you know, and everyone's like, Malachi Black needs to work on his mental health. And he's had him, he's had, he's been at indie shows ever since. Uh, Thunder Rosa, maybe she has an injury. Apparently, AEW or someone blocked her from being on a AAA card um, because she wasn't cleared, or maybe it's just because she won't wrestle for AEW. So they're not going to let her wrestle with the partner AAA. Like these are the things I'm more interested in, but it, it was interesting to check that. But yeah, the, the point was with, I don't know what the point of it is with regards to Roosh and Andrade, why they did that. It seems a waste of time unless they were going to go full brutal, but they're still not featured in any meaningful way. And I thought it was the battle Royal last night on rampage. I love battle royals, so I even enjoyed this one. But this was like a mess. I didn't know who was in the battle royal. It was hard to follow what was going on. They had more stuff going on outside the ring than inside the ring. So you didn't know who got eliminated or who was just fighting outside. The commentary wasn't very good. But, you know, they... We've seen Roosh insult Adam Page before when they're when he's been with the Dark Order and saying, you know, you're not a vaquero cowboy in Spanish. So it was fine to see Page and Roosh square off, but they could have had them, you know, brutalize each other in some other way to do that story because you knew Roosh wasn't going to win. Because we just saw him. He was John Moxley's first defense prior. We we saw John Moxley already beat Roosh on a dynamite. Um, Adam Page, once he was announced, you sort of figured he was going to win, but he shouldn't because he's 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 a wounded animal. He's self-inflicted, and he's not beating John Moxley in Cincinnati. They shouldn't give him a second title run. So it's not even really helping him. It would have helped him more if, like, Andrade tripped him from behind and, and you know, Roosh attacked him. That would help uh, Page more. Uh, so this is not a push, but it's sort of a message, I think, from Tony Khan to say, fuck you, Sam Punk. I'm, I'm sticking with my original guys. You know, you mentioned Malachi Black, and I want to talk about him for a short period of time, and then we can transition into the other thing I wanted to discuss about, which was Bobby Fish, your favorite guy, Bobby Fish. Um, Malachi Black issued a statement within the last week on Twitter and, you know, essentially said, you know, yes, I've been going through a lot of mental health things the last year with, um, you know, my family and some friends passing. Um, and I wanted to keep all that stuff private. And I kind of throws a dig at AEW leaking all that shit out or somebody at AEW, the young bucks, um, leaking it out uh, into the news to say that he wanted to leave and wanted his release. And he was trying to be professional and not, you know, big, make a big deal about it. And so I found that interesting. Um, Jeff, you know, I think your thoughts on on the mental health card being played by a lot of the wrestling talent, whether that be in a WWE or elsewhere, um, has been uh, widely noted as to whether it's legit or not is a question. But it is definitely now become a card that is played when somebody wants to get out of a contract. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it time and time again, and people still, I mean, you ask, why do the wrestling fans fall for something earlier? Why do they keep falling for this? I mean, I know it's politically correct. You can, you know, saying somebody is using mental health or anything as an excuse is, is, you know, means you're a POS person. Um, Oh, yeah, Leo Rush, my mental health. And he's, he's, they signs with New Japan the next day. And, you know, you see him all over the place. Um, 
you know, Kylie Ray, you know, then she's, she's working in, you know, indies all over the place. Uh, and everyone has excuses for, well, maybe they're afraid of being in front of the big crowd. Uh, uh, yeah, but, you know, that's not really how mental health works. I mean, it either, it either debilitates you, you know, or, or it doesn't being someone who takes prescriptions. I mean, uh, you know, so I'm not coming in from a point of wagging fingers at, at people saying it's all fake. No, it's it's real. But Malachi Black was at, he performed at a wrestling show since at least one and one, you know, people took pictures of it. He's also, you know, we saw him on vacation with his wife looking like they're having a great time. Listen, I have no doubt that he's going through problems. We all go through problems, but in AEW, they work one day a week. It, it, I mean, there's no other job where you can just take off and say, yeah, I'm having trouble with my mental health. I mean, you can take your, if you have PTO, if you're fortunate enough to have paid leave, you can take that. If you get doctor's verification, you take, take your FMLA leave. If you're lucky enough to be, have worked someplace long enough with enough employees where that, you know, covers you. Um, or, or whatever the case is, it's just there's, you know, there, there's, you know, most people deal with something. Uh, and I very much think that he used that partially as a card, but I respect him for saying, I didn't want to use anything as a card. I didn't want any of this stuff to cut out. I'm not the one who put it out. Tony Khan put it out. I wanted to be professional. And I believe him because he did this once before with WWE. He didn't say a bad word about him. He was very professional. Yes. Uh, and and I think he's a class act. So this is not dumping on him. I, I you know, and I'm glad he got his release. Uh, and, you know, and Tony Khan continues to disrespect the, the House of Black. I mean, you know, that's another thing. I I know this isn't what we're talking about, but the, there was a House of Black match on Rampage. You know, Buddy Matthews and Brody King with Julia Hart are the remaining members. They're facing Sting, of course, and Darby Allen. I understand Sting is not on in big matches and pay-per-view type events to lose. He's there to win. So don't set this match, you know, because you're, you're burying this group unless you're really going to bury them or there are t- you know, two others who ask for their releases and you want to get rid of them. I don't get that feeling from Brody King at all. Uh, and certainly not Julia Hart. What the hell else is she going to do? Um, but I thought this match was a travesty. I thought it was embarrassing. It started stupid. I had forgotten that it was like a, a anything goes match. Commentary should have done a better job of reminding us, us of that because you have Julia walking there and strolling there with uh, with handcuffs while the referee's looking at it and commentary doesn't remind us this is a no disqualification match. Okay, I, I had to think of it. I'm like, why is that referee staring at her and not doing anything about it? And I'm like, oh, this is probably a, a no DQ match. I mean, they should have been banging me over the head with that. Anyway, Darby Allen does one of his crazy... Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. 
their spots. He cuts his head open, so they, they have to keep him off camera as they're trying to stop the bleeding on, on the side. They bang Julia Hart off, off the ring they apron. What? What? Yeah. She goes they, flying. They bang her on the yeah, apron. Yeah, yeah. It oh was a bump, not, not that. The, the oh, 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 oh. Listen, leave the sex talk to me, okay? Um, <laughs> and instead of hitting the table, only part of her ass hits the table. The, the ball Whoa. you have is like, it's like a cartoon character balls the wood, like carve out divot where the where ass goes through, and her head completely hits the railing floor. If she's not, if she's only concussed, she's l- lucky. Apparently, she's tweeted today and the, she's per- okay. Pregnant. but <laughs> uh, I don't think you get pregnant that way, Steve. But we'll have that conversation off air. Um, I mean, you with all, maybe banging this explains why you have so many kids. You're banging on the apron a lot, so I, I guess so. Yeah, you 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 love pregnant in the kitchen, huh? You're an old fashioned guy. Um, so, like, I, I, look what I did. I, listen, I thought she died. I, I thought she was dead. <laughs> um, and then they handcuff Sting to a chair, and he's going Joker Sting laughing as Buddy Matthews is staring at him with the bat. Like, either use it or don't. This is the this is like the third time they made Buddy Matthews look like a complete Dalton idiot. And then the lights go off, which is a House of Black trick. It comes on, and there's the great Muda music, who's on his retirement tour. Okay, Sting, Muda, cool, whatever. Muda is taking his sweet time, and Buddy Matthews is just staring. Hit the guy with the bat. I mean, how hard does it take to hit a guy with the bat? I mean, he's standing there for two minutes. I mean, you're that afraid of another 60-year-old man? Come on. And he sits there and lets him miss him in the face. The whole, it, the whole thing was stupid. If you want to get to Muda and Sting on a retirement tour, there's plenty of ways to do that. All, he has to, all, all you have to do is have Muda come out at the top of the 9 o'clock hour on Dynamite in the middle of somebody else's thing. You know how Eddie Kingston's always getting interrupted or, or – what do you have 2.0 on there for? They'll be complaining about their loss to to a, a, a rapper and a kid, and he get they get interrupted by a legend, you know, whatever. And he goes, "You know who I am? I'm the great Muta, and Sting is my greatest rivals. I'm retiring this year. I cannot retire without facing Sting. Sting, are you man enough to face me? You know, that's, just a little. But this, this was, this was. Yes, I know that's a terrible, you know, impersonation. Oh, no, it was great. And when I closed my eyes, I thought Muda was on the show. Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, I figured since we're around the same age, that that the, the I, I could do it. Um, anyway, the, the, this was horrendous. All for a Muda pop, which that's fine. There's other ways you could have done it. It just. Just you just constantly make Buddy Matthews look stupid and House of Black look inept, and you injured at least two of your wrestlers. I mean, Jeff, they've got to break this team up, right? And there's no there's no black in House of Black left. Yeah, there, there, there isn't, and and they're they're sort of a disgrace. Um, the rest of this card, I mean, you know, uh, Eddie Kingston beat Sammy Guevara in a what kind was of up sloppy with his hair, though? I feel like what is he what is what is going on he looked like he aged I know he slapped uh Eddie uh well who was it they were fighting backstage or almost got fighting backstage and then he looks like he's aged 10 years what happened yeah. to him? Yeah, maybe he's aged two years just the stress I mean he's he's talked about his mental health maybe it's aged him I mean I, I don't know but then Eddie Kingston wouldn't let the submission go so Paul Turner, the head referee, who apparently has been challenged by Tony Khan to be tighter with the rules, uh, reversed the decision, and Sammy Guevara won, even though he lost. So, I mean, sort of a goofy ending. I, I don't really mind it, but I, I just I just want Jericho Appreciation Society to be away from Eddie Kingston. I mean, Santana, you know, is everyone's forgotten him, but he's, you know, 
seriously injured. Ruby Soho, not just broke her, only broke her nose, but injured her neck. Apparently, she just had neck surgery as a result of that. People aren't talking about that. Ortiz, what, what's this done for him? He's really nothing without Santana. Um, so, you know, th- this this is really done nothing for anyone and Jericho Appreciation Society. I mean, 2.0 are still jokes, which is fine. Hager is still Hager and Guevara is in exactly the same spot he was with Inner Circle. So, I mean, Ty Conti can't wrestle. Anna Jay can't wrestle. Um, you know, so I, I don't know. So that match was goofy, but whatever. People like Jungle Boy versus Phoenix. Jungle Boy won, you know, whatever. This match was okay. It wasn't horrible, but it, you know, a little spotty, just but it's exactly what you'd expect. And then Christian comes out, you know, and Luchasaurus surprises Jungle Boy from behind and beats him up. So that, that's fine. I, you know, I guess they're going to run that feud for the next three months until Christian can come back. Yeah. Um, Jeff, this was a disappointing Grand Slam, no? Like, you first half, imagine- no. The Dynamite part, no. The Rampage part, yes. I don't know. Oh, Jeff. I did, I, the Starks Hops match. You have. I have to be honest with you. I saw the Mark Henry segment. I saw the entrance. I heard Justin Roberts say, "This is a lights out, unsanctioned match." I saw the lights go out, then the the lower lights go back on. I saw Ricky Starks come to the ring. The next thing I knew, Ready Player One was on. Uh, I rewound it a little bit. Then, I'm like, yeah, I don't want to watch this whole match. I'm tired, and I just watched the ending. And you know, obviously, Starks was going to win, which I don't like, but that's sort of what had to happen. I, I prefer Hobbs. Um, the ending looked pretty like, cool. Chances are that was probably the best match on, but best wrestling match on the show. But I missed it. But like you said, the big man has to make the little man look good on AEW. Right. That, that, that's exactly right. But the the Jeff, you know, but this doesn't feel like a like it, Grand Slam's supposed to be like Clash of the Champions was for WCW, right? It's supposed to be a big show that's a pay per view caliber, but it's on cable TV. And this just didn't have it, man. I feel like it was lackluster. They rushed the ending of Dynamite. Like, you didn't even get to see uh, Danielson put the belt on Moxley. All you said. Yeah. <laughs> These guys Their have time really management is terrible. Ti- oh, horrible. All I see is, like, Daniel Bryan yank the title from Regal. You, I, I, and then they cut to black. Right. And I was like, uh, did, did Daniel and turn on him what would happen and then i gotta go to twitter to see this this is just just it's again it's amateur hour it's, this and, and this goes back to the original it. point where we were talking about the rappers if you're not promoting them why spend the time with the camera on them anyway this whole trina thing added nothing absolutely zero right no one cared about her nobody cared that she turned on diamante no one ever expected diamante to win i mean you know the match wasn't terrible but it it it, it just was not necessary they had 30 people in the Battle Royal. They didn't even tell you who was in the Battle Royal. If they had 20 people, they could have cut six minutes or seven minutes off the Battle Royal and had more time. They could have given us a recap. When when Grand Slam went off the air Wednesday night, this is what you missed. Um, I mean, there's a million things they can do better. You're, you're, their time management is terrible, and they need an editor. They need a, a, a real-time editor to say, no, we don't need this, and they need a pre-editor. I mean, and some parts of that match, I mean, as I understand, some people tell me Rampage last night was live. Some people are telling me it was taped. I'm not sure. Do you do you know which it was? It's taped. It was it was taped. It was taped live. Taped Wednesday, time. right? That's what I thought. Right. So the fact that they showed some of those botches on Rampage 
is ridiculous. They could have edited that stuff off and saved time to do what, what you're suggesting they they did. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, you're right. Whatever point you were making there, you're right. Thank you. Jeff, um, this is this, uh, again, shows me that AEW is is headed in a downward trajectory. Last year, they sold out the place. I was there live. I had no interest in going there this year because I knew the card was just weak. It was weak as fuck. And, and Moxley versus Danielson wasn't going to make me buy even a $75 ticket. Well, it's weird because the the you know because of how they tape the shows and when they air them, the the undercard was the good part of the show and the upper card was bad. But you're right; I think they sold about thirteen thousand out of twenty thousand seats. Right, and there was the I, the upper deck was almost empty. Yeah. Now I know that the, the 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 suites were not available. Like only one of only one or two of them was even available. Like they're owned by private weird. people. That's even a weird look too. Like I, I criticized this last year because I was there and I was like, why not sell the sweets? It makes no sense. And so I find it as an odd visual because you have MJF for the main event up in, in this one of the suites, but he's the only guy there and they don't like cut to him really tightly. So you don't see the rest of the suites being empty. It's right. a bad look. I agree, but at least they're acknowledging it. It would have been – I wonder if it comes out that, like, all of the corporate owners of that, of those suites were, were said, hey, use your suites. Just come on in. We'll give you tickets comped. We just, you know, bring your kids and have a good time. And they all said no. <laughs> no, I think it was more like they – Tony Khan didn't want to – like, for all those suites, you have to have, like, labor added to run the suites. And I don't think he wanted to do that. And I think he just chinsed out there. Um, you Jeff, might be right. Let, I don't know. I mean, he didn't chinse out anything else there. That's for sure. <laughs> Let's talk about two last things. And that is Jericho is the new Ring of Honor champion. Um, he beat Cesaro. Mm-hmm. When Cesaro beat Gresham. Oh, and, you know, we still have to talk about PWI uh, 500. Uh, Gresham, top 10 wrestler in PWI, by the way. Absurd. No, uh Rightfully so. He's he's well deserving. He's a great champion. He's a pure champion. He's he's he was a draw. Just move on. Move on. <laughs> we'll talk about this in a minute. So the knock on Gresham, Gresham's not a draw. Cesaro's the draw. Cesaro's the draw. He's going to be the guy that's going to carry the 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 ROH flag into the future. This man held this title for what what what, what one month, and then they put it on on uh, Jericho. Fifty years and all. Jeff, he wanted, why is Jericho the future of Ring of Honor? Didn't he win it at the Lowell, Massachusetts show, which was WrestleMania weekend? I, maybe you're right. I can't remember. I can't. Who, who can remember? I, I I really can't remember. But whatever it was, he's had a short title run. And that, listen, I, I mean, Cesaro is 100 times a bigger star than Jonathan Gresham, but Jericho is 20 times the star that Cesaro is. That, that stuff is immutable. Uh, or it's objectively so. Whether it makes any sense to put the title on Jericho, only if they have a TV deal. Only then does it make some sense. Even then, it's like a 65-35 argument. But they don't have a TV deal. This is not going... Shopping around your TV deal and thinking Jericho's a champion is like a feather to networks. 
that that is child thinking. That is wrestling fan thinking. They don't care about that. They 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 go. Dynamite does this. Rampage does this. You think and your YouTube shows do this. You think that people want a third wrestling show on our networks? I mean, if Rampage does, you know, if Dynamite does, let's just say they do a million, which is high. Let's Dynamite does a million. Rampage does five hundred thousand. We fully expect your Ring of Honor show might do 500000 probably less than that. You want us to pay for that? Okay, we'll give you $3 million a year for that. It will take Tony 15 years to recoup his initial investment if he never spends another dime on it based on his the, the reported purchase price. So, you know, Tony, Tony wants a real TV deal. He ain't going to get a real TV deal for this. So Jericho is in the feather. I, I thought it was an insult to Cesaro, who was being treated. Mostly the same way as he was treated in, in WWE. Bridesmaid, not the bride. Okay, they let him be the bridesmaid, you know. But instead of getting a honeymoon, he got a he got a long weekend at an Airbnb. So okay, <laughs> so he can say he's a world champion now. Jericho can say he's been a Ring of Honor world champion and he's an eight time Ocho champion. Another T shirt, fine, swell, clever. I mean, this is insane. Listen, I don't hate it. I just don't see the purpose in it. Cesaro should have won that match. He's far more Ring of Honor person than than Jericho is. But Ring of Honor is no more promotion than NWA was five years ago when Nick Aldous was going around to MCW and Northeast Wrestling and defending the Sweet Charlotte against whoever the local indie champion was there. And there was no NWA. There was no television. There was nothing. It, you know, it's nothing. It's 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 a it's it's three letters that mean nothing. So well, Jeff, I wanted to yeah. ask you this because you are a diehard or were a diehard Ring of Honor fan. You were local uh, and and went to many of the shows. Yeah. And Cesaro was the prototypical Ring of Honor champion, right? You know, yep. has this pure Perfect. wrestling style, technical wrestling, you know. And so Ring of Honor fans would – old – Fans, new fans would eat that shit up, right? Yeah, no, no, nobody would complain about. I mean, people complain about the Gresham thing, but no, n- people will get over that real quick. The Jericho thing is going to be a tough pill to swallow for Ring of Honor fans, but it's it's Jericho, so that's why I don't get too excited over it. And also, well, it doesn't matter. What I wanted to ask you is 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 Jericho as the champion a bastardization of everything that is ROH? He sort of is, but that's sort of the story. And let's face it whatever RH was, never was successful. So, I mean, it's not like this is a bad move business-wise if there was an ROH. I mean, the le- the least ROH kind of guy, I mean, it, it, you'd have to have like Hulk Hogan would be, the, you know, the only other guy who'd be, you know, less, you know, uh, ROH. I mean, you know, Dalton Castle was sort of go you know, doing that, but even he wrestled like an ROH wrestler. He was just flamboyant and had, you know, had the boys in the whole gimmick. So mm-hmm. I, it would make sense as an ROH story and it could be fun, but I mean, this is, Jer- isn't Jericho turning 52 in November? Yeah. I think so. I think he's yeah, definitely pushing I mean, but, 50. But Ring of Honor did the same. They had PCO at 52 win the title until he almost knocked his other eye out. So um, I don't know. It, right. But maybe it, it's like, it, it's like it just doesn't matter. Right. I think it's – ROH is treated as an afterthought, right? You don't even see them making big deals of the matches and the ROH talent. I mean, you know, I think besides Cesaro – 
who's the other ROH talent that you can think of? Samoa Joe hasn't been on TV. What well, is it, this, Cole Cabana? This whole thing, this whole storyline, all of this schmaz, you know what the real goal is? It's not to get a TV contract for ROH. That'd be fine, but I think Tony knows that's probably not happening. Or maybe he doesn't, but the rest of the world does because he would have had one. I mean, he got a TV contract for AEW in like six weeks. Um, the whole. Th- Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. The thing about this is to get Daniel Garcia over, is to switch him <laughs> from the Jericho appreciation side with the RH pure title. That is the whole thing to get Daniel Garcia, and he'll be a double champion in Ring of Honor. This, this whole thing is to get Daniel Garcia over possibly in conjunction with Will Yuta, and then get a Daniel Garcia versus Lee Moriarty thing. The three guys that the BCC talked about, the week one when they had, you know, the the, the, the triumvirate of Regal, Brian, and Moxley in the ring, the three guys they talked about, Daniel Garcia, Wheeler Yuta, and Lee Moriarty. All of this is to get Daniel Garcia over and then have a feud with Lee Moriarty and to have Wheeler Yuta sort of uh, bring him along as well. We already saw how great Wheeler Yuta is in his promo battle with MJF. I mean, MJF, it's officially a face turn when he interrupts Wheeler Yuta. It's been reported that MJF signed another contract. We talked about this weeks ago that he signed a a contract without an extension, got a big raise, and he's getting paid over a million dollars. He tweeted much more than a million dollars a year now. So good for him. Um, But I said, said to him, you should get a $50,000 bonus every time you cut off Wheel of Yuta. And I would add in Jungle Boy, Daniel Garcia. And, you know, now that I think about it, why don't you throw in Hangman Page as well? <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, biggest biggest face turn ever is cutting off Wheel of Yuta on national TV. And, I mean, and by the way, Carrie Silken and Tony Schiavone both doing the old guy falling down thing on the same show. That's the problem with too much freedom. Like you have the same shticks and nobody's saying no. Mm-hmm. Jeff, the last AEW uh, thing that I've got here uh, to talk about is Bobby Fish. Bobby Fish, your favorite wrestler. Bobby Fish um, was the leak. Apparently, oh, he's, he's salty. The, he's the mole. So apparently, he's the leak. He, he well the yeah the leak I guess can can we call him a leak because he's not really WWE so he I guess well, he's, he's not that's a mole a leak is just someone that's spewing information and it works with the fish aquatic motif where a mole does not <laughs> you're right you're right but I, he's I, salty he's making waves he's making waves there you go look at you see there you go he's really tipping the scales of the story. 
he you know, you got to go yeah, with the flow. Week's... You you got on me for not using these uh, metaphors. Little, uh, no, these uh, little uh, sound effects. So yeah, use them. Have some fun. There you go. Um, Bobby, that was Fish. that was part of the the reconciliation agreement. Is that you had to use some of the sound effects that, that my my new ex Jimmy T. That's right. I'm always supposed to play like I'm supposed to play more laughing sounds when Jeff. You can never count on Jimmy T. He, he he's the he's the side piece that's only available when he wants to be available. It's Jeff. Jeff's big on laughing. He likes. I mean, your side piece should be your security blanket, not the other way around. My side piece. Bobby Fish is in the news this week because apparently a couple weeks back when, you know, uh, Tony Khan was having secret meetings or not secret meetings, um, um, all staff meetings about WWE contact contract tampering. Thank you. It has now been discovered that Bobby Fish was the guy making the phone calls uh, to AW talent. So, According to rumors, Bobby Fish was trying to get um, Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole to request their release from AEW so they could all three go back to WWE now that Triple H is the head of creative. Um, And so... What does his buddies, Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole, do with this information and his phone call? They run to Pops and they snitch him out and they say, hey, boss, man, Tony Khan. And he goes, oh, yeah, what's up? They say, oh, um, Bobby wants us to leave and go to WWE. And so Bobby Fish is the leak. And it also came out this week that not only was Adam Cole approached, um, Kyle Riley was approached, but so were Keith Lee and Swerve, and both Keith Lee and Swerve. Now, it's not known if Bobby Fish was the guy that approached them as well, but um, Keith Lee and Swerve were approached to ask for their release, and they also ran to Tony Khan and said, hey, boss, um, WWE wants us back. I love every part of this. Why? Why are you so uh, in love with this? This? I mean, it's just this, this drama. exact opposite of what you know. Your you bro code. You're you know. You're not supposed to snitch. They're supposed to be the undisputed era. They're supposed to be all best friends. And this is this is where friendship ends. I mean, it's sort of like a it's sort of like a mini version of what happened with Colt Cabana and and CM Punk. This 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 is this is where friendship ends and. Uh, you know, and then money talks uh, and let this be a lesson to everyone out there. Your, your, your friends and with your boss. Um, it's also so funny. I mean, I, listen, I, I, you know, swerve of all. I mean, he's supposed to be the street guy, the code of the street, the rapper. He's down with all the, the, you know, right. the famous people in the rap community, you know, you're not supposed to snitch. We know that they're, you know, Takeshi 69 taught us that that's not true at all. Um, I mean, not that the Henry Hill or, and then the mob didn't tell us, you know, the Sammy the Bull Romano didn't teach us that a million years ago that everyone's full of shit, everyone talks. But this is, I mean, it's just so beautiful. And that, I mean, Bobby Fish, the least important person I'm wrestling now, and he he's on the, he shows up at, at Impact's Glory Road. So that, that, 
that's your punishment. You be an impact. And it was like, he's found a new home in impact. I'm sure he hasn't found a home. He's probably there for the, the one show and, and a set of tapings. And then we'll never, they'll never see him again. Yeah. Yeah. So are you surprised that Bobby Fish would do, I mean, like, what, Obviously, I, I I can't blame Bobby Fish because he's obviously looking for his best interest, right? He's he's done in AEW. There, he's he's tossed away like like uh, Woody in in uh, Toy Story. Like you know, Tony Khan's done with him. I don't want him here anymore. And well, this so again, like, not renewed. I guess he was on a month to month, right? Then I guess Kyle O'Reilly must have been too. I I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. But this is just such a Bobby Fish. Like he overplays his hand because he believes what his fans told him that he's great. Yeah, yeah. It's such a shame. I feel. I kind of feel bad for the guy because he's all like, "Come on, guys, let's get the band back together." They're like, "Go fuck yourself." I've said this a bunch of times about Bobby Fish. He's a good wrestler. It's it's just not. He's 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 too small. He's got no personality. Triple H should absolutely hire him as a trainer. Him and Roddy should be hired as trainers, not but not on camera stuff. And they can be part of the security or whatever, but they should be trainers. They they can definitely train people how to do the physical stuff in wrestling. It's 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 fine. There's nothing. Or Tony should hire them as trainers. I mean, God knows he could use some trainers. Um, but uh, but you know, I, I listen, Bobby Fish is like my go-to for talking about an irrelevant, overrated wrestler. So you know, it's it's hard for me to feel too bad about him when I've been dumping on him. You know. On every show ever, uh, and it's not personal. But I mean, yeah, this long, I guess it sort of is. I guess. <laughs> I mean, I don't know yeah. that. Um, I just find it to be very funny, and this this shows you how thin these friendships are in wrestling, and how unstreet Swerve is. And you know, listen, this is this is entirely consistent with Keith Lee. Keith Lee's a company guy. He's a good soldier, uh, and he and he goes to. Um, you know, he, he he should report any malfeasance to his boss. That's entirely consistent with the Keith Lee we see on camera. Cole is just a weenie, and Kyle O'Reilly sticks with Cole. So there you go. You, you also thought they stuck with Fish, but no. You stick with the guy who's paying your checks. That, that's the golden rule. He who has the gold rules. The end. There it is. Simple as simple as that. And how did how did uh, Keith Lee and Swerve get um, rewarded for snitching out on on the mole or the leak? Oh, yeah, that's right. They lost their titles a month or two later. <laughs> yeah, <that's... laughs> oh, my but they're going to have. I mean, titles don't mean anything. They're going to have this featured feud. They're going to have this this feature feud that's going to go on for four months. Yeah, I, I don't believe it. No one. They're going to. They're going to. This is going to fall by the wayside after a couple of weeks. You watch. One of them is going to get Come injured. On, it's going to be horrible. No way. It's going to replace the, the Swerve and uh, not the Swerve, the Hobbs and Starks feud on, on uh, Rampage. Oh, my God. Jeff, let's move on to WWE news. Um, let's start with uh, the other media scrum heard around the world, but for <laughs> different reasons. And that is Roman Reigns is going to face off against Logan Paul in a at um what is it crown jewel crown jewel the real crown jewel thanks tony the real crown jewel of professional wrestling in saudi arabia for the wwe world title jeff i hope he is tony khan to be saying the real crown jewel is new york city and then talk about a million dollar gate i mean wwe doesn't play these games usually but they get to say we're getting paid 55 million dollars for this one show right and we don't have to rent the facility 
right. or pay any staff or sell a ticket. He just needs to like, he sounds such a, like a, like a um, petty. He sounds very petty. People were like, they'll probably sell out in, in, in crown jewel. How many tickets do you think? How many people see that? They don't sell tickets. The crown prince invites people there and gives the tickets away. And nobody says, no, it's, it's like, if you're in North Korea and they tell you to go somewhere, you go. So when the crown prince invites you, you go. So if he invites 50 people, that's how many people are going. If he invites 50,000 people, that's how many people will show up. Because <laughs> that's how it goes. Uh, no one's buying a ticket there. Uh, you know, this is, this is, I mean, I bet the flights are are even paid for, and the accommodations are even pay, paid for by the kingdom on top of the fifty five million dollars. But even if it's not fifty five million dollars for one show, yeah, yeah. Now let's talk about this this, oh, this yeah. that came up. Uh, it kind of kind of a little bit out of nowhere, right? You know, Triple H starts tweeting yeah. a, last Thursday about. You know, the yeah. possibility of Logan Paul showing up on SmackDown. Then Logan yeah, Paul, Logan shows Paul up. is Goldberg or uh, Brock Lesnar now. He just shows up and gets a title shot. Right. I mean, he's got such a – I mean, he is undefeated, Jeff. He's undefeated in, in WWE, so – And he's overachieved. Two and he's, he's, no one could say he hasn't been good. I mean, he's good and he's natural at it, but does he deserve a title shot? No. He's a crown jewel, which is sort of not exactly a real wrestling show. Yeah, yeah. I, I but mean, Jeff, what other what other what other main event could they have put? They they had to put Roman Reigns on the card. Who else could have served? Everybody's out. Drew McIntyre, you just did. I don't know. I, that's that's a really out. good question. That that's a very fair question. I don't Is know. Lashley, Seth Rollins, Seth Rollins would have been a good spot, right? I guess, except he hasn't won anything. He won one match against Riddle in, in like the last year, right? Right. KO, but you're gonna have him lose just, again. Just beat Lashley, so maybe that could have been the 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 bridge to how you get to Roman and Seth. Listen, I, I understand business and publicity wise why you would do this. Mm-hmm. I understand why Peacock would be excited about this. Wrestling logic, there is no wrestling logic for it. The closest thing is what you're saying. Who else occupies that spot right now? I mean, they haven't turned on Sami Zayn yet, so not there. Um, no one else is the only person who's been on any sort of winning streak would be Gunter, your heel, uh, or Bobby Lashley. And you don't, you know, presumably you don't want him to lose. So who, who else is there? You're going to just throw AJ Styles in there. I mean, you could have done just throwing AJ Styles in there, take a loss, big deal. That's fine. Um, you could have done that with edge, I suppose. I, I you know, you, you, there's a bunch of things you could have done, but mm-hmm. I guess as far as publicity is on in wrestling canon, a throwaway show. Why not? That, that, I sort of feel this way, the same way I feel about the Jericho thing. I don't love it, but I understand it. I don't hate it. It's Yes, I, I know why it's stupid. Yes, I know why it makes sense. Yes, I know that it feels very sports entertaining. It feels like a Vince move, not not what we all are imputing to, what we all think Triple H moves are. But Triple H moves don't seem to be that much different than Vince moves combined with NXT black and gold moves. I mean, it, 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 he's he's not reaching the happy medium yet either. He's 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 sort of operating in the extremes as well. So uh, I don't know. I, I sort of wish the Triple H would hire Billy Corgan to be his booker. Oh my God, Billy Corgan looks rough, man. I saw him tweet out a picture, and he looks like no, no. He, he looks he looks terrible. He sounds terrible. But Billy Corgan, with the budget and talent, can do wrestling stories and a staff. Yeah, but you know what, Jeff? Like, this, 
I can understand that if this was like a regular pay-per-view, but again, you've got to have some sort of like mainstream thing. It's going to have, it's, it's got to be a spectacle, right? It's got to look Bobby Lashley is, as, as, as much as we are big fans of Bobby Lashley and, and he's been smashing since Lana. Um, He's not the right guy to main event this show, right? No. You're going to have Saudi Arabia. You want it to be a big spectacle, and Logan Paul is the guy. And so yeah, it makes sense spectacle. that – And lucky for them, lucky for WWE, that Logan Paul is athletic enough to have picked up wrestling quickly and right. looks good in the ring. And right. I'm I'm – I would not be surprised if this is a really good match. I'm not going to say it's uh, it's four, five, six stars, but I they'll it'll look respectable. That's yeah, for it, sure. It'll look good. If it, it, it will be a good match, it will be everything you're saying is right. And the other choices on for Crown Jewel would be like what, like a Tyson Fury or a Shaquille O'Neal. I'd rather see Logan Paul than those guys. So if those yeah, are the options, and I'd rather see Logan Paul than dusting off Goldberg and Brock Lesnar walking in again for just a title. I love Brock. Everyone knows that, but I don't want to just come in. He just lost. Right. <laughs> so, right. And and what are we going to do? At least they're not running that again. At least they're not asking. This will be Ricky Steamboat's last match. I mean, you know, you're right. What, what, what else is, but so, I mean, I agree, but I, I you know, I don't think I have more to say about it. I mean, I think that you've made all the all the cogent points. I understand why people don't like it, but you know. that? you're always agreeing with me now. I love it. I love you, it. You're making this. The week off was good for you. You're making a lot of sense. <laughs> I think you've come around to see that I'm always right. No, that's definitely not it. Wrong again. <laughs> and he's back, <laughs> folks. <laughs> um. Last night on SmackDown, we had the Bloodline uh, come can we, out. Can we, to, can we talk a little bit about um, Raw before we get to SmackDown, just to keep the chronology? Oh, I just wanted to talk about the Raw since we were already on Roman Reigns. I wanted to talk about. Okay, Sam yeah, Shane. go ahead. Go ahead. So we saw the the Bloodline come out in dominant fashion um, with Solo, with everybody holding up the titles. They look good. Sammy's in the in the corner. Um, Paul Heyman's there too. What did you think about this whole uh, scene with them ripping the shirt off of Sami Zayn saying, you're not in the bloodline, you're not real family? Only it, to, it was brilliant. This was great. This, this whole thing. to was sell great. a new shirt. I love it. On, are you going to pick up an honorary Ooze shirt? I am not going to pick up an honorary Ooze shirt, but, uh, but this was still – but that should not take away from the segment. If you haven't seen SmackDown – at least watch this segment because it's really well done. And Sammy looks miserable. And when Roman interrupted Jay Uso, I really thought what he was going to start going in on is, Paul, why are you talking about the Usos and them making history? They don't need to make history. It's great. They will. But we're here for me. This I thought it was going to seed something Roman versus Jay, who where's Jimmy? Where's Solo? What's Sammy gonna do? I, I I didn't see this coming at all. I thought he was interrupting Jay because why are you talking about the friggin' Usos? I'm the, the head of the tables here. When I'm not here and I'm not here plenty, then talk about the Usos. But when I'm here, we're talking about me. That's that's what I thought we were getting. You know, mm -hmm. we're here to acknowledge me. I don't say acknowledge my cousins. I say acknowledge me. I, that's what I thought we were getting. So this was a surprise for me. Um, and it was great. Roman's doing that mob boss. You really thought they were going to turn him. But I was hoping, I was hoping this is what it was going to be. He was going to, be in the, he was going to give him the new We Are The One shirt. You know, that's what I thought. Mm -hmm. uh, the one that they're all wearing. Um, 
and Sammy's poor face. And it is going to make it all the more heartbreaking when they finally do turn on him. And this is, this is great storytelling. The bloodline has been the best story in WWE consistently for going on three years now. Uh, And it continues. And this, this is, they've gotten two more legs to it with Sammy Zayn and Solo, who they, they've apparently dropped Sokoa. Uh, probably, I, I have sources confirming it's because Drew Yari keeps calling him Sequoia instead of Sokoa. <laughs> so uh, so they decided it was too confusing. Uh, by the way, on NXT, there was an opening segment with Shawn Michaels on TV, who, oh my God, Shawn Michaels looks rough. It looks like they just dragged some guy out of some shelter and put him on there. Here, put this cowboy hat on. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, they, they said to Sokoa, uh, you you were not sanctioned to be in the match. You weren't even one of the, the fans' choices eligible. So, uh, you know, I'm taking away your 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 North American title. So, for those of you who don't watch NXT, Solo Sokoa is no longer the North American champion. NXT it was it was taken away from him. It's been vacated, and there's a little, there's going to be a little tournament going on. Not really a tournament. There's qualifying matches, and there's going to be a five person ladder match. Um, the former champion Carmelo Hayes. Doesn't have to qualify. He didn't get his title back, but he's he walks into the ladder match, and everyone else has qualified matches. Though they offered a free pass to Wesley also because Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams took him out, but Wesley, being the stupid babyface, said no, and he has a qualifying match to get it anyway. Um, but I thought this this was brilliant. So now you have Solo and Sammy, two more pegs to the story. You've got Solo, who really seems to be protecting Sammy and like him. He beat up Mad Cat Moss and Ricochet later in the show who were mocking Sammy for being delusional. Yeah. Basically, the Kevin Owens line. They don't love you. They're just pretending to love you. And then Solo Soko comes out of nowhere and beats the shit out of both and throws them into those... What, is, what do you call those, like, garage doors and storage areas? Or maybe they are loading dock garages. Yeah, roll down doors. And he's knocking, you know, and those things make a lot of sound because they're basically, you know, corrugated aluminum. Um, it was great. The, the whole thing was great. It was wonderful. That was, that was, I mean, there were some big misses on SmackDown, but there were some big hits too. And this, everything that involved the bloodline, huge hit, huge hit. Solid, solid. And, and kudos to WWE for being able to keep Roman Reigns and the bloodline fresh for three years. Like you said it, like this has been the most compelling storytelling ever since Roman returned, got the title, his feud in the, um, the Thunderdome era with Jimmy, like all of it's been, uh, not with Jimmy, with Jay, all of it has been phenomenal. Like it's just chef's kiss to all of it. And I really want to know whether Roman I mean, I love listening to these these interviews with Roman because you get to hear that he he he's so like this is why this guy's number one in the PWI and in all of this this wrestling industry. The guy gets the business, and I want to believe that the story is this guy knows how to make money in the wrestling business. Here he's churning out shirts like Austin back in the day, and people buy them up. And here they debut a new shirt, right? We are the ones, new font, same phrase, looks cool. And then he gives this, and then he makes an angle out of the other shirt. This Mm -hmm. man just sold two shirts. All that was missing was, hey, buy one, get one free, guys. He also he really sold three shirts because he's going to make you think that the old bloodline shirts are going to be collectors' items or something that they're going to be dying. Yes, yes, it's fucking genius. Like. It was, I'm like, see, this is... All that's missing is a wise man. Sure. <laughs> if, I don't know who the who's the motivator in this of like, let's, 
let's make the whole thing. I don't know if it's Roman. I don't know if it's Heyman. I don't know if it's um, what's the guy's name? Pritchard. Whoever again, genius. You just sold fucking two to three shirts in one segment, and and it, that's all everybody's talking about this morning. That and your favorite wrestler, second besides Bobby Fish, is Liv Morgan. So Liv Morgan doing it looked like she took forever to jump off this goddamn turnbuckle. But we'll talk about that later. You wanted to talk about Raw. Go ahead. I just want to go a little bit in order. I mean, there, there wasn't a whole lot that was of importance, but I'm, I'm really starting to dislike this Dexter Loomis Miz thing. I don't like the stalker being the face in this. And he has a Bowie knife. And, you know, like like Buddy Matthews with the bat, he ain't using it. He's going to kidnap somebody who doesn't use a knife. That's where he draws the line. And then once that happens, he sticks his head out. And Miz, who's been a professional wrestler for 20 years and has seen The Undertaker and Kane and Mankind and, and any number of people do similar stunts, he's he's frozen in fear. No, he's ever, punch him in the face. And you got Ciampa there. I mean, you got a head there underneath. So so this, this, this is really wearing out for me. I'm really worried about Judgment Day just being your plug and, you know, put in heels. This whole thing with them trying to recruit Riddle is dumb. I know people love the Dominic thing. I I oh enjoy oh, him Jeff. being. Oh, Jeff, I fucking love this fucking angle. Oh, I, you know, listen, when, when it comes to making like love. like being the sub to the Dominatrix. That doesn't mean you like him or. My or, fucking jam, Jeff. And the fact that, like, now it's like. Call me poppy or call me mommy. Oh my god! I was like, this. See, anybody that hates on Dominic, this man just earned his fucking paycheck for the entire year just with that segment alone. Like, possibly, but unless they're going to go full full dominatrix submissive, which they won't, it's gonna it's gonna wear thin really quick, like the rust. No, I'm declaring Judgment Day dead. No. Oh my god! No, this this is breath. It's a breath of fresh air to see Rhea and Dom and. Oh, okay. Oh, mommy. Even if it is, the stuff with Riddle is unnecessary. And then Finn talking to AJ is unnecessary. It's like they're going in all sorts of directions that it's it's like they're an uninteresting octopus. The only thing that's interesting (laughs) is the submissive story. So go with that. They should they should be they they should be like fake supporting him with double entendres where they're really insulting him, but he thinks that they're supporting him. And th- and then like Dom's like, I'm gonna go out with Priest later. No, don't go out with Priest later, you go out with Rhea later. Or or you could go, I'm gonna go out with Priest later. Then he goes to her, is it okay if I go out with Damien tonight? And then she goes, <laughs> sure. I mean I mean at least at least at least lean into it. Um I feel the same way about damage about damage control. I think that they're like Judgment Day light. This this is I you know they they desperately need some chemistry or at least a heat or something. Um, Lacey Evans, who's doing nothing, maybe would fit that role. Uh, you know, I don't know. Uh, and then the lights out went. The lights went out during the Alexa Bliss match. Maybe it was a glitch. Maybe it was real. We do remember what made her famous, uh, well, most recently. So I'm still hoping for a return of uh, Abby the Witch uh, or Demonic Alexa or whatever. But uh, so and that's really all on Raw. I thought Raw was actually a rather middling show this week. Um, even the match with Lashley and, and Seth where uh, Lashley retained. In, in, by the way, in, there were only five matches on Raw. And in, in I think all of them, the winner didn't win. The loser got distracted or interfered with by someone else to lose. Mm-hmm. Very NXT booking. Not, not you know, and, and once is fine, but three times in one show or four times in one show, that, that pretty weak. Um, the, the biggest issue that I had with that, right, and I agree, you know, 
I mean, I'm not there with a notebook keeping tabs on how many roll-ups because I think it's just I fucking juvenile. You are, but it's the only the only it's it's the only issue that I had was when they did that with Lashley and Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins is of enough pedigree, enough stature that I think he can beat Lashley in a non-title match clean and it not make Lashley look weak. No, it was a title match. First of all, it was a title match. And Seth Rollins is the only one that makes sense because Riddle is is in a blood feud with Seth Rollins. What didn't make sense is Riddle said, this is only the beginning of what I'm going to do to you tonight. And then, like, they had, like, the weakest pull-apart ever later. It was like like nothing. Um, Right, but if they would have made it a non-title match, Seth can win clean or, you know, you know, that's the only one that I, I, I had a real discrepancy with. Other than that, I'm never going to advocate for, for Lashley losing. I, okay. Okay. And what about Dominic? Do you advocate for Dominic losing? I advocate for Dominic only losing. Look, be honest. You know that Dominic and Rhea are and the MVP of Monday Night Raw. I, I would like Dominic not just to lose, Dominic. but to lose his job. Dominic is the MVP of Monday Night Raw. Go ahead. You know what I, I want for you know how on TV shows where they have the blurry screens and the music goes doodle 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 doodle. I would like that to happen with Dominic, and then when the screen f- fills up, instead of Dominic, you have Humberto Carrillo. The Dominic's actually morphed into a man. <laughs> Listen, Dominic I mean, is getting like, over. Dominic oh, is getting over like Lana got over with. Trust Lashley. me, this is this is not going to work out. Oh, it is so working out, Jeff. You want to know how I know it's not going to work out? Because Mish loves it too much. I I love it too much too. I saw somebody he on Twitter loves- show a clip of Dom Mysterio wrestling, and it's like, look at him! Look at how slow he moves! Look at like this guy's the son of Rey Mysterio, and I had to respond. I go, well, of course he's tired. Rhea's wearing his ass out. It's <laughs> fucking oh, perfect. <laughs> So, moving on to NXT, I, I heard what you said earlier about. I, I mean, I mentioned the only thing that matters in in NXT, um, Mandy Man, Mandy Rose. Well, no, I mean this particular episode. There's a new wrestler named Oro Mensa from Ghana. Oro Mensa, that's the guy's name. Oro Mensa. So that's what he explained that Oro means gold, and Mensa is, is uh, I guess, a Ghanaian name. Gold menstrual cycles. Uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a horrible name. It sounds like oral menstruals. I mean, it, it is. <laughs> often, but yeah, Mandy Rose, you, as you mentioned, Mandy Rose is engaged to Tino Sabatelli. So uh, pick your hearts up off the ground, folks. Um, the five way, the five man ladder match, by the way, is at Halloween Havoc in in, a, in two weeks. Jeff, that's not going to last. Let's be real. She, she, she's oh, too hot yeah. for Tino Sabatelli. Let's, let's, let's face facts. Yeah, like it really matters to us in, in the real world. Um, so NXT, this, this was taped, and next week's is taped also. So if you didn't see any differences in the new white and gold versus black and gold versus Nickelodeon tie-dye NXT 2.0, it's all been. It was all taped. I don't really expect us to see anything else. But I, I tell you, if this is the new version of NXT, it will not be dynamite because it's it, it it's no good. Too many of these. I'm seeing too many of these British twinks. Too much Tyler Bate. Too much JD McDonough. They brought out Ilya Dragunov out of nowhere, and he's going to be in a match with Braun Breaker now. I mean, they're training Braun Breaker with all these legit wrestlers in, in different styles. So I, I, you know, I I get that, but. Uh, I don't know. They're you know they've got Axiom and Nathan Frazier taking up 
25 minutes. This guy, Oro Mensa is another small flippy do guy. Um, I don't know. I'm, I, I, the guy Von Wagner beating my man Sanga. I, I, I'm not really happy with what I'm seeing. This is why, this is why you're really upset about NXT. Oh. Sanga took an L. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm a Sanga maniac. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it's not, not happy. A but, game changer, though. Oh, fuck yeah. God, is that cool? <laughs> a game changer. The Gentleman Giant? This is awesome. I, I mean, I don't think we've seen that before. Not since Andre in in The Princess Bride. And that movie's over as fuck. <laughs> so, yeah. So, NXT, I guess, to be continued to see if there's any major changes. We won't find out till Halloween Havoc, so I'm looking forward to that show. Um, that brings us to um, the rest of SmackDown, and you want to talk about Liv. I actually thought this is the first time Liv Morgan's looked good in a long time. So I understand what you're saying. It took a long time. We can talk about Lacey Evans being, you know, the iron Mike sharp of the women's division now, and we don't really know what to do with her. And that, that it's fine for now, but this, the, the match wasn't bad. And that, that uh, Swanton from live through the table off the top rope. That was Darby Allenish. That was Jeff Hardyish. That was that was bold. I was yeah. impressed. What, was it a swan time? I don't think it was a swan time. She just not did a swan. back body drop, right? Yeah, just a back body drop. It was sort of like a coffin drop, but not exactly. Yes, right, exactly. Yeah, but she made it look better. Whatever it was, it was good. I mean, this 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 was good. I you know I I think I have not took- been a live supporter, but this, this this I was impressed. Are you are you possessed? Like I, I take a week off and you're a different person. You're agreeing with me. You're saying Liv Morgan is great. You're saying well, Bobby Fish is SmackDown and you'll recognize me again. <laughs> All right. Because everything to do with Maximum Male Models was hideous, except that uh, that uh, Max Dupree was going trying to go full Ric Flair on them and go crazy. The only problem was he couldn't take his jacket off, so he couldn't go full Ric Flair. Uh, he was almost like MJF when he couldn't get his shirt off. Um, but, you know, at, at least Max Dupree may turn back into LA Knight, and, and that I welcome. But Maximum and Mal Models, man, that, talk about talk about DOA. I mean, they, they are more jabroni-ish than, than the Moondogs ever were. This is, this is terrible. Uh, and then the Everything with Hit Row, awful. And then the Street Profits, more awful. And then Nakazawa. And then there's like the everything with the party scene. All of this. All of this was terrible. Every part of this was terrible. And Hit Row can't act worth shit. I mean, top dollar for a guy who I think in real life actually sounds like a street tough guy. When he acts, he, he, he sounds like a nerd. <laughs> like, don't act. Be yourself. Maybe he is being himself, and that's who he is. Just like Xavier Woods is a nerd. Like I've heard him speak, though it's not who he is. It's like it's like he's trying to do his best best Keith Lee impersonation. Why? I, I don't understand. <laughs> it's like he sounds like a normal person when he speaks. In this, he's like, I don't know what we should do, but we want to get the money, 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 money. Shut up. Be, be yourself. I mean, it's like you're trying too hard at, at what? And Ashanti the Adonis is just like Ashanti the boring. It's just like replace these guys with 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 Humberto Creo also. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, is this, this I mean, B Fab is the only one who has any charisma and she's kill, and they kill her. They they bring her down. Wow. Wow. Well, I really have nothing to say that to that other than but the whole thing drew drew gulak was the funniest one there just because he's totally not because he's just he's as dry as vermouth 
Like he's funny without trying to be funny, but I think he's trying to be funny. Like it's on purpose. It's it's like when Dean Malenko finally realized he was boring and started leaning into it. That's Drew Gulak. Um, (laughs) But Drew Gulak should not be the best part of anything. Wow. I mean, like his best thing was when he was doing Andre Chase teachable moments, but PowerPoints. I don't know. But any, anything with those two segments with SmackDown was awful. Um, But the, Tag team match with with the Brawling Brutes. This was great. The match was great. I mean, it was sort of predictable that, that Imperium would come in and do their thing, but it was well orchestrated. I mean, you'd think that they wouldn't need it because they got Sammy and Solo on the outside, so they already got the numbers, But uh, and the Roman in the back. But this was cool. Uh, you know, you knew the Brawling Brutes weren't going to win, but they still look strong, and it it continues sort of the – Seamus Gunter thing, which, uh, you know, I guess Seamus is still, you know, healing up a little bit. So instead of at Extreme Rules, they're doing it for the season premiere of SmackDown October 7th. So that's cool. People want to see Seamus versus Gunter again. I wouldn't be surprised if Seamus gets a a, a short run with the IC title. The, somehow all of the Brawling Brutes are over as fuck. Um, they're cheering for these guys. It's great. It's working. I never thought people would cheer for Ridge Holland after the thing with Big E accidents or otherwise. Um, I never thought Pete Dunne would get over on the main roster wrong again jeff um am i the only one that thinks that pete dunn has lost a step now that he's wearing his you know pete dunn singlet instead of the butch suspenders and the whole outfit i i preferred that look than the pete dunn look no, I don't. Actually, I think with his hair down, it's sort of because it's, it's like a mane, it, it's, it, it actually makes him look bigger. It, it's like when, you know, those lizards that they're small, but they have they they have these fins that come off the, like in Jurassic Park. They, the ones that got Wayne Knight, like, you know, like that, his hair makes him look bigger, um, you know. And, and so, no, I, th- I think it works. And he's wrestling again. And, you know. And they still had the old-timey gimmicks in the back when they were doing the interview, but when they came out, it's like they sort of – they found a happy medium. Their, their, their characters out of ring in interview, but in the ring they come in as wrestlers, and, and this is much better. So, no, I, I don't. I think he's actually better this way, and somehow this is working. I, 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 I never thought it would work as anything other than comedy, but it's not. They're, they're being taken seriously, and, like, you know – they could be contenders. They they have a they have a claim. Them and period. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a three way match, uh, and and the Usos lose. I'm not sure whom to, but that that you know, that's it's not these three teams in in a triple threat. Or maybe the Usos retain. But you know, I mean, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, we we already know that it's been established that both Ridge and Ludovic can be pin takers without any consequence. Very good. What else uh, happened on SmackDown? That was pretty much it that I can think of. I didn't take a lot of notes on SmackDown. I mean, I thought SmackDown was a pretty good show. I mean, the parts that were good were really good. The parts that were bad were, oh, you had Braun versus Otis. I did not think this was the greatest match. I actually wanted to go a little bit longer and see a little bit more from these guys. But it was a short, good Haas fight, um, and Braun won. So oh, that was, so I liked it. I didn't love it. I liked it. I, I, I hope for a little bit more. Um, Last week um, – we saw Otis slam Braun Strowman. Do you, you know, Jim Cornette really got into this about that shouldn't have happened. Um, this should have saved that for another guy, a bigger guy instead of Otis. You have any thoughts on that? Otis is a big guy. He's a 365 pound power lifter. I mean, 
No, I, I, I don't agree. Uh, and I don't think that there's not other guys that they can't do that with. I mean, I mean, you have almost waiting for something. I know they're on different shows. Um, you know, it could be something that if they ever want to build up Karrion Cross, or if they ever turn, turn Drew heel or, or Brock heel and he faces Drew, that's a way Drew can sort of, they can do like a Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant spot kind of thing. So, but no, I don't see any problem with Otis doing it. He's supposed to be a powerhouse. I mean, that was the whole thing. One guy is tall and, and strong as shit. The other guy is short and squat. It, it was like a, it was like a, 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 a you know what a, a lintel stone is? Okay, so, so you know how Stonehenge have got the the two the two vertical stones, and you've got the horizontal stone over it. The horizontal stone is called the capstone. This the the vertical stones are called lintel. So it was like a lintel stone, like a monolith, like the monolith versus a boulder. That's that's what we had here. We had like a big slab of stone versus a round boulder. Like the it was there, there's absolutely it's like the Hulk versus the thing. It's like saying the thing shouldn't get you know a gut shot, and sure he should. Okay, but you think Otis is that guy? Why not? I mean, uh, unless the Alpha Academy is going to be forever the Butcher and the Blade, they have to look like they can do something. And Gable's been taking all the pins. So if Gable's taking all the pins, then Otis has to at least look strong. And you don't lose anything by losing to to Braun, especially if you're really a tag team act. So, no, I, I mean, I actually want the match to go probably another three, three and a half minutes to, you know, uh, you know I don't know if those guys can do that. You know, I don't know if either of them can, but... No, I, th- I thought it was fine. I actually wanted it to be more irresistible force versus unmovable object. Very good. All right. And I usually, I don't listen to Jim Cornette, but from what I hear other people retweeting and re-reporting, I tend to agree with, you know, probably close to 80% of what he says that I hear anyway. Okay. And um, let me see what else. I think that was it. You got any other news? Well, there's the whole white rabbit thing. You know, they've been teasing these white rabbit things. They tease something for 923 and 923 on SmackDown. During 923, you know, so everyone's wondering, is it Bray Wyatt? Is it this? You know, uh, I heard somebody say PJ Black. I said, you know, people were saying it's Karrion Cross because he was the white rabbit in Lucha Underground. I said, well, Paul London was also part of that. And there was a midget. Maybe they'll get them together. I was just kidding, really. Um, but uh, it 923 was during commercials. It was, it was sort of like between the transition. There's like this Pixar movie about a crocodile and there's uh, in New York city and there was a Jake from state farm commercial. So unless Jake from state farm or the crocodile are, are the white rabbit or is the white rabbit. Uh, apparently there was a QR code, which I didn't see that was, that appeared on the screen during one of those commercials. And if you scanned on that QR code, I don't really like this mystery box, this this Da Vinci Code thing they're doing. I don't think it was that clever, and Zoe Starks wasn't the right payoff earlier. Um, everyone thought it was Havoc, and we're guessing that. Anyway, um, there was a QR code on that. I don't think anybody, that many people knew it, because I'm looking at it right now, conveniently. There's like a, a drink called Hint, and the reason I'm saying this is because there's a QR code on the screen. So scan me for 45% off. So we see these on commercials all the time. You wouldn't think it's tied to... SmackDown, you'd think it's part of the commercial. Anyway, all it did was have the coordinates to where the show is on Monday Night Raw, which I think is in Salt Lake City in Utah. So that's all it was. It took you to the same coordinates. So if it is Bray and it is the White Rabbit, he's going to be on Raw, which is fine. It also leads you to believe that Braun is not going to be part of the Wyatt family because he's on SmackDown, which is fine. Um, 
at least for the time being. I know they're doing a draft, and uh, you know, later on this this year. So maybe maybe one day, maybe not. Um, but all of that is fine. I did, you, keep Cross and Braun on SmackDown and have Bray if it is Bray doing whatever he's doing. But it's got to be Bray or something that none of us are, are expecting, or it's going to be a huge disappointment. And and something that none of us are expecting has to be something good, not not like uh, Odyssey Jones. I, I certainly hope it's not Bray Wyatt because, you know, my my fandom for Bray Wyatt is well-documented. Um, I can't stand the supernatural gimmicks. If Bray Wyatt is coming back and he's just going to be like a, a, a regular wrestler and not, you know, from the bayou with his floral shirts or white pants, sign me up. But if he's going to go back to wearing a mask and turning the lights on and off, I'm tuning the fuck out. I hope somebody smashes him immediately. Where's Ciampa to just punch him out? By the way, you're not you're not the there are there are other people like you out there. I I don't understand it, but there are. <laughs> um, this is like a low key rumor that's been going on. I don't know if people are just spreading it because they they're like, wouldn't this be cool? But it's something that I've talked about. I say, wouldn't this be cool? And you don't agree, uh, Jimmy T, my my uh, my side piece slash now X, uh, agrees. Um, that Nick Aldis maybe is available, and and maybe he's been talking to WWE, which of course leads to speculation that maybe Mickey James would come back to for for one one last run in it. Uh, I you know, I, I don't know if there's any fire behind this smoke, but uh, I, I'm down for all of it. I, I know that. You're not, or at least for the Aldous part of it. But have you heard no, anything about this? No, I think the closest thing we talked about it was a couple of weeks ago where we were discussing the possibility of now that Triple H is in charge, would Nick Aldous be the type of guy? Because Nick Aldous has been in this rumored spat with Billy Corgan. Would Nick Aldous be a Triple H guy? And I absolutely, we, I said, well, I think we both agreed that episode that Nick Aldis would totally be a Triple H guy and a great addition to the WWE roster. And you can immediately plug him into a program with someone like Drew McIntyre. And then it must be Jimmy T that disagreed with me that doesn't like Nick Aldis. Right. No, I, I thought it would be a phenomenal signing for WWE. And another, it's, he's the prototypical WWE guy. He's a big guy. The only thing that is makes, you know, uh, you know dresses like Cody. Would, would be that he um, has an accent, but that I think the days of that being an issue. um, (laughs) Yeah. But you know, like old school Vince and Kevin Dunn, anybody with an accent was frowned upon. But I think nowadays in this global market, you know, you, you're okay with it. And I think again, Nick Aldis is a guy that carries himself very professionally. I think Mm -hmm. he'd be a great addition. Um, Imagine if he had a clothing budget. Yeah. The White Rabbit thing, man, I, I have zero interest in. Like, if it's Bray Wyatt, great. Can we get more Dominic Mysterio? Right. Uh, a couple of things that are interesting. And this this also, there wasn't a whole, like, there was smoke and then it was done. But it, it was posted this week that there's talk of Jeff Hardy returning. And I'm like, the guy has two outstanding criminal charges pending. And, and, and you're... So even assuming arguendo that he's clean and sober, which I would not buy, I don't think there's any reason for anyone to buy it. I mean, just because assuming he completed rehab, um, I mean, rehab doesn't exactly have great success rates. Um, but 
would you, I mean, would you bring Jeff Hardy back for what? Like he, it's the ratings didn't increase with him either. He's, he's no more of a draw than Kenny Omega or Adam Cole, or, you know, at least not more than once. I mean, it's, it's not like anyone really wants to see more Matt Hardy. Um, but have you heard anything about this? I, yeah, I actually did. And I think that it is, um, this is the only way that Jeff Hardy returning makes sense. You put him, you first, he's got to dye his hair to make sure that it's like black. And then you put him in CM Punk shirts and then you tape up his wrists and his hands to mm-hmm. look just like CM Punk. And then you just have him come in and reprise the role of CM Punk and just don't make any reference to it. That he's but not, not CM like Punk. This. Jeff Hardy saw talks like this. Oh, Jeff Hardy's on the show, everybody. Jeff, do you want to wish us a happy hundred? I would, except that's a big word and I can't say it. Oh, my God. Wow. Jeff, Jeff you sound like... Uh, oh, wait. My lawyer just told me I'm facing the hundred years in prison, so I can say a hundred. <laughs> oh, happy, happy hundred to you. Here's then, my Jeff. theme punk impersonation. Mindy's muffins are really good when you're... St- oh, fuck. Did I say that out loud? This isn't live, is it? Can you edit that? You edit that out, man? Come on, man. Do a solid. I'm, I'm sorry. You, but you also got to mention that you're from, you got to mention that you're from Chicago a lot, and then people will... I'm from Cameron, North Carolina. What no, wrong no, that, that's exactly what, what Jeff Hardy would say. You got to say what oh, CM Punk fuck, would say. I fucked up again. I shouldn't have drank that fifth... Oh, I said that on the air again. Man, my mama was right. She should have had my brother eat me in the womb. We're not even <laughs> twins. Ah, let me try it. The wind is said to everybody, Milwaukee! How's that? Good? There you go. People cheering. There you go. Look in my eyes. What do you see? Conjunctivitis is in me. (laughs) I have hep C and MRSA too. Staph infections don't bother me. (laughs) Realize. Lots of guys <laughs> give me drugs to my surprise. <laughs> my, my, on advice of counsel, I have to take the Fifth Amendment. Jesus. Wow. Well, thank you for joining the show, Jeff Hardy. Steve, that was another terrible impression you just did. That was. That was uh, you, I'm, I'm really good at throwing my voice. Mm-hmm. Throwing it uh, where? Wow, uh, into the dumpster, apparently. Right, yeah. Okay. This is great. I, I applaud uh, Jeff Hardy for trying and actually coming on the show this week. This is great. Okay, so uh, we both are against Jeff Hardy being brought back to wrestling anytime soon. No, 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 no. I want him to come back as fake CM Punk. Okay. Well, hopefully he'll do better after this test run that he do just better. had. Um, this was totally him. Um, the other interesting rumor is that NBC Universal is talking about buying Discovery Warner Brothers. <laughs> so, so, so that can't possibly be good news. I mean, I, I guess in this theoretical, if you have such a gigantic conglomerate, you you could have two wrestling products in your family of networks. I I know that WWE does have some veto abilities um, with networks. I don't I, I don't know how. 
separate those walls would have to be. But I mean, it's pretty obvious if you're NBC Universal, which choice you'd be making in that. You, you've invested billions in one. One is the, you know, the, the anchor tenant on your streaming service, um, and a worldwide brand. The other is, you know, much smaller, and you know, cost less, a lot less, but won't get you the same returns. Um, I don't know. Whatever it is, that's that's those talks aren't even allowed to be started for another couple of years. And it would have to go through SEC and FCC and all sorts of approval, even if they could hammer out a deal. And shareholders both would have to vote on it. But, you know, there'd be antitrust review and things like that. But, you know, this is not a bank. This is not a, a uh you know, a defense contractor or, or energy company or big, you know, pharmacy company. So mergers like this seem to go, you know, go through if they really want them to. But yep. something to watch for, but probably not immediately. Then again, a guy like Zaslov, maybe he does look to the future for that. And maybe he says, you know, th- this is just one other thorn that this, this little wrestling product could be in my side later. And why not pluck it now? I mean, dump it now. Do yeah. I think he's really thinking like that? Probably not, but. Is it possible? Sure. Yeah. It wouldn't be the first time. Yeah. Somebody rid me of these troublesome priests. Uh, in internet news, it got lost in all of the other news, but Swerve tweeted a couple times, and it's really clear that, clear that Swerve loves him some Swerve. Uh, he, he, he was a, he's the best rapper. He was saying he's the most this. He's the, uh, So check out Swerve's feed, and then you can see that Swerve loves him some Swerve. So, some of it was definitely an act, but some of it was real. Um, he probably is a better rapper than Max Caster. Uh, he's definitely a better rapper. It'd be a shout-out to the Dollar Club Wrestling, because I, I actually saw Johnny the Jobber uh, out-rap freestyle Max Caster at a wrestling convention, um, and neither one of them was prepared. Uh, the, the- the only open question that I have for Swerve is, is he a better pizza man wrestler than Luigi Primo? Ooh, I don't know. Are, are we talking Chicago style? Are we talking Detroit style? Are we talking Sicilian? Are we I talking thin crust? I mean, you know, I, I need more details before I can weigh in on, on that one. I don't know. Uh, some other little news. Um, AEW prevented Kenny Omega versus Vikingo or Ihodil Vikingo in a AAA match. Um, so there's so much for freedom, uh, titularly because of his AEW suspension. So, so much for freedom. Um, and two War Games matches have been announced for Survivor Series, and it's not going to be Raw versus SmackDown. So there's speculation as to who the teams will be, but we've got plenty of time to think about that. Crown Jewels and, and, and Extreme Rules are both between now and then. Um, Jeff, um, can, we, news? Yeah, can we quickly ahead. talk about um, I know that this was news last week, and you and Jimmy T brought this up, but I wanted to air my um, opinion on it. I know that um, the rumor last week was that the Young Bucks sent out feelers to WWE, which I think is a completely planted story by the WWE. I think they planted wait, that wait, story. Wait. I, wh- wh- if it sounds fishy to you, why do you tip the scales at WWE? Wh- why are you having blurred vision? Why don't Why don't you look at the at, at the guy who's trying to change the tides of his fortune in one Bobby Fish? I don't think that's it. I think they know that there's trouble in paradise. On don't you mean rough waters? W- no, they being WWE. You and your fish puns. 
WWE knows that there's trouble in paradise over in AEW. Why not plant more dissension by leaking a rumor that the Young Bucks and Omega are sending feelers to WWE so that way Tony Khan, you know how paranoid he is, starts thinking, these SVPs, they're fucking leaving me. These fucking guys are leaving me. Brain, brain play. Just big brain play by WWE. And that's why I think they leaked that information. I don't think there's any truth. WWE wants nothing to do with Kenny Omega, nothing to do with, with the Young Bucks. But I would not be surprised that they planted this story just to get at Tony Khan. I would love to believe that that's the case. I honestly don't think they care about it that much. I actually think it's more likely from Bobby Fish than, or that it's true than from WWE itself. Now, whether it's true and WWE leaked it, that I would accept. But I don't think that they care enough about the Young Bucks or Kenny Omega. They they unlike AEW fans, unlike Tony Khan, have seen that Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks do not drive audiences. To an extent, they drive audiences away. And so, um, I, I, you know, I don't think that they really need that, though, those, that small percentage of AEW fans that are loyal only to those three guys and would come to WWE to watch them there, just to watch them, those those three guys in particular, because some of them are probably s- such WWE haters, they wouldn't they wouldn't follow them anyway. So no, I, I don't. I mean that that sounds very Machiavellian, which we like to think of as McMahonian, but I, I, again, I would love to believe that they're that diabolical. I just don't think they're that invested in in disinformation about AEW. I don't think they care that much. I think they I think they would much rather do something like say ah. Congratulations on your million-dollar gate. We're getting $56 million for this one show, and we don't have a dollar in costs. Okay. What what else do we have in news? Um, News? Trish Stratus got an appendectomy. Also, Trish Stratus. Uh, Maria Canellis has been floating around the idea of, well, working for anyone, and no one seems to be interested. Wonder why. Uh, Mike Bennett also has said that he wants to work for WWE again. They're not interested. Wonder why. Um, But uh, Maria said, hey, I would like to see the Divas belt back. And Trish Stratus just responded, no. So I stand with Trish. Uh, Ricky Steamboat. He now wants another match. He wants one last match. So not good enough for Ric Flair or or Ric Flair's not good enough for him, but he he wants one last match. So I guess that's going to be a thing. Um, some releases, Danny Limelight uh, negotiated and was granted his release from MLW. He's in a team with uh, Slice Boogie, who apparently has legal issues and is injured. And since there's no other storyline for him, they let him go. But, of course, part of it is that they have no money and they don't need to keep them on, even though they pay barely anything. In other releases to be coming, most likely, there's contracts expiring by the end of this month at, at Impact or by the end of October. I can't remember which, but Mia Yim and the aforementioned Maria Canellis are among two of those. I'm not sure about Mike Bennett Canellis, Canellis Bennett, whatever he calls himself. Um, we already talked about Bobby Fish debuting in Impact. Injuries. Eric from the Viking Raiders, the new vicious Viking Raiders. One thing that's not new is that one of them is always injured and Eric injured his foot. So 
this this would be a good way to get rid of them because that ain't working. Rip Breaker, her nose was busted again. We mentioned that on live air. It's funny because Tony Khan said something this week. You're going to see things that you've never seen before. So people are saying, no botches. And I'm like, no injuries. And then someone said, LOL, Rip Breaker just broke her nose. So uh, yeah. um, listen, by the way, people, please go back to the beginning. Sure. I liked Grand Slam. I especially liked the Dynamite portion of Grand Slam. I, I enjoyed the show quite a bit as a TV show, not necessarily as a pay-per-view. Um, but this was ugly anyway. So Britt Baker, I'm not bitching on them, but Britt Baker broke her nose. Ruby Ryder, I talked about getting neck surgery, and it, nothing's been reported yet. I know Darby Allen was confirmed to have gotten stitches from last night. Not sure about anything else, but I'm, I guarantee you that Darby Allen and Julia Hart both have injuries, and you won't see either one of them in action for at least a month. Julia Hart rarely wrestles anyway, but um, so that's it as far as news that I have. We can just go into the ratings unless you've got some news also. Nope. No, I don't. Okay. Go ahead. All right. Ratings. Impact. Now, this is a week ago. Um, Thursday, not Thursday, the 22nd. Those numbers have not been published yet. I checked uh, earlier. We're actually recording this on Saturday afternoon. We usually record either Thursday or Friday night. Um, so Impact last week, 67,000, up 7,000, but 67,000, which is pathetic. Yes, this is still Thursday night football, but not the premiere. New Japan Pro Wrestling, back to not recorded. SmackDown. 2.21 million down 155,000. Rampage, 470,000 up 41,000. Remember, this SmackDown Rampage are not the episodes that we've just been talking about. So it's not part two of um, Grand Slam. We'll have that next week. Fast Nationals will probably be out at some point today. Raw, 1.593 million down 107,000. Everyone's telling me they were up against not one, but two uh, Monday Night Football episodes. I saw a scoff at wrestling fans also being sports fans, but I will also, you know, acknowledge that certain things, you know, will give you a drop of between 10 and 15%. So 10 and 15% puts you up at about 1.8 to 1.9. If you want to double that, still not 2 million, but uh, we'll see. I didn't think that Raw was particularly good. I, I, I would have turned the channel to, uh, to Monday Night Football too. If I didn't. I watched City on the Hill and House of Dragon. But, um, I like how you just said, I don't believe that wrestling fans are sports fans. And then you just counter that by saying, I would have turned it to Monday Night Football too. But but actually I wouldn't have because I watched City on City on the Hill on DVR and House of Black on HBO Max instead. So I, I still didn't watch. I rejected both sports entertainment and sports. Dynamite, 1.039 million down 136,000 from the week before. Again, this was Grand Slam, so it has to be kind of a huge disappointment. MLW still not doing new shows. NWA, the last couple weeks, couple resurgence, 72,000, 106,000, 63,000. I watched the most recent NWA. It aired Friday night. Uh, that, that's not the number I'm giving you. I'll, I'll save that for next week because it's too soon. And I watched it just before we recorded. NWA this week was better than NXT. Um, elevation, 167,000 this week. Last week made its way up to 240,000. And two weeks ago has only made it up to 156,000, which is weird. Um, dark, 140,000 this week. Wah, wah. Last week made, crawled its way up to 255. And from two weeks ago, there were two episodes of Dark. I don't really understand what happened there, but they both said two weeks ago. So I'll give you both numbers. One is 259, one is 220. So neither one did particularly great 
even two weeks later. New Japan Strong last three weeks. I know I said I'm not going to do this, but it's too funny not to. 4,200, 6,400, and 6,300. So there you go. There's the ratings. There we go. Let's uh, lead into plugs. Oh, did I say Sky Blue got a contract with AW? Plugs. Uh, you can often find me on the PWC. Uh, sometimes I'm on shows uh, on Channel Attitude and Hami Media Group, uh, because PWC cross-pollinates with that. Shout out to the Wrestling Soup Network. Shout out to the PW Hustle. My non-wrestling podcasts are Garden of Doom and Garden Views. Just dropped a Garden of... I actually dropped two Garden of, Garden of Dooms this week. Uh, one is on Mythos and Logos. You don't know what that is. Listen to the show. Uh, and, and today... UFOs in Brazil with a gentleman from Brasilia, Brazil. Um, so two very cool shows there. And I can, this has been the most successful month for Garden of Doom. And I can tell that I'm keeping listeners because I see people listening to the old shows. Um, so thank all of you for that. Check out Garden of Doom. There's definitely something there for everyone. I recorded a show last night on astrology. I recorded a show earlier this week on Babylon 5. And I'm recording a show tomorrow on New Orleans voodoo with Mambo Bambi, uh, with yeah, yeah, Mambo Bambi. So, uh, and apparently, New Orleans voodoo is different than other voodoo. Um, and it's different, and they're both different than hoodoo. So, we're gonna start our journey there. So, check out if any of that shit sounds like it's interesting to you or in the family of things that are interesting to you. Check out Garden of Doom and Garden Views tends to be more topical. We did the show on cannabis law, a couple shows on inter- intellectual property law. In there somewhere, sandwich is a show on the moon. Um, so, you know, like me, chaotic. My mind is chaotic, and you know the shows. But hopefully, if you're a curious fella or gal, you'll be interested. So check that shit out. And that's why we love you, Jeff. What about your socials? Oh yeah, Twitter at Eckers Fell. I mean, you know, my name is Jeff Lipman. I'm on Facebook, so. You know, and Hammerlock Hangover and Garden of Doom both has Facebook pages. Hammerlock Hangover was Hammerlock Hangover at gmail.com. We accept emails and Hammerlock Hangover at Twitter at Hammerlock HO. And if you want to talk to Steve at Big Daddy Cool, it's not Kevin Nash. It's Steve. If you thought it was big, sexy, it, it's medium sexy. Um, <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Is there anything else that you want to promote or talk about any plugs? No, I think you've hit them all. I appreciate you, Jeff, and I appreciate Jimmy T for stepping in for me last week. Thank you all for listening to episode 101. And that's it, Jeff. Take it away. Stay with my friends and give war a chance. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that... That's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that... That's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton.